to keep me going was knowing that tonight is the night. Ah, oh, don't worry, honey. We will be gone by the time your little movie starts. Death Wish 6 is not a little movie. It is a once-in-a-lifetime 3D Splattervision pay-per-view event. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Christopher! What's up, my man? Hey! What's happening? Oh, you know, this and that. This and that and the other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Just fucking been a week of stuff. I got tattooed this week, which I very much needed to get tattooed. Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, you you don't have many, so... You know, you know, and that's exactly the kind of response I would expect from a non-tattooey. That's no, exactly I, the type of inseminations that make Daddy think I'm a bad girl. Yeah, well, <laughs> insemination. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's it's a cool one though. I mean, I it, you, you, I mean, why don't you tell the audience what you got? Oh, I got. Uh, well, first of all, I I do, I am hor- I'm covered in tattoos. If people don't know, I'm I'm very much covered in tattoos. Uh, but I I need to get like tattooed. Uh, I don't know, man. It's like it helps to like kind of almost put me at a baseline every time I get a tattoo. It resets something for me, and it's not like a pain thing. It's like I'm not into pain or anything. But it, it's it's a real mental tough like a mental discipline when you're getting tattooed, especially like a large piece. Uh, to sit and I it just challenged my mind to like go somewhere else and not move and like all this kind of stuff and I don't know it's something about it that I love like that does something whatever I, it may be nothing I may be insane but I haven't gotten tattooed in a long uh, while especially since COVID has happened uh, but you know now that some restrictions are being loose and actually I went to my, a friend of mine as a tattoo artist that she did it in her private studio uh, but I got the uh, abortogram from the cover of. <laughs> Is that what she calls it? Yeah, we yeah, it's called the abortogram. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, from Ritualistic Human Sacrifice, which is a, a book from Stevie Hunt. Yes. Uh, one Our of most like most popular uh, book. Most popular book. Uh, very very cool. We talked. We've talked about it on the show before. You sure, should definitely yeah. read it. Uh, amazing. But yeah, I got the uh, thing like we because because we had talked about. Um, Three years ago, the first convention I went to uh, outside of Bizarro Con was Scares That Care, and I worked the Grindhouse booth with Carrie and Andy. I didn't have my, my Grindhouse book hadn't come out yet, and I was just kind of getting to know those guys. But we were upstairs, like we didn't know better, and we were in the upstairs room. But the room across from us, there was a, a tat- tattooing going on, oh. and uh, we we both were like, "Oh man, we should get a tattoo," because Carrie uh, CV Hunt is heavily tattooed as well, and yes. we were both like. Like, dude, we should get like a one-liner tattoo of the abortogram, and a one-liner is like a just a just a lot, just a like a one-needle type of thing line. Like, it's not you know not thick or anything, just a one line, like whatever, a small thing. But we never got a chance to do it because, of course, we're working the booth the whole time that the tattoo booth is open. So, yeah. 
And it's something we joke. We'd always like, oh, man, we should get those tattoos and stuff. Just never had a chance to. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm, I just out of the blue I was like, I need to get tattooed. And I called Dana and I was like, hey, can you tattoo me? She's like, yeah, on Friday. And I was like, cool, I'm going to get this. And I got the abortogram like on my left side of my tit of my yeah. titty. Yes. It kind of wraps around to my underside like I wanted it like that because it kind of it looks cool placement. Plus, it leaves this space open to fill with something else when I want to. But she did a great people- job. She did. She did. It looks great. People, I, I just want everyone to know that, like, if you're not watching the video, that the abortogram is a pentagram uh, made out of coat hangers. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's really twisted. I, I've always loved that image. And I, I've been pestering Carrie for a while to, to make more of the shirts so I can get a shirt of it. Oh, yeah. I, got, I, I was fortunate enough to get one of the shirts. But yeah, and like the at the top of the pentagram, because the you know the point is down, of course, uh, the the way it's supposed to be. But in the up between the two points at the top is the the actual hook of one of the coat hangers, and that yeah, that's a hanger like fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very cool and it's very uh, twisted. I've always liked that. Uh, so yeah, looks good on you, brother. Thank you, sir. Uh, I I know. Um, I told you I was going to get my neck tattooed, and and you were very in favor of that. Uh, so, but, but I haven't done it yet, but I won't disappoint you. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for the face tattoo. I'm waiting for the, the Mike Tyson, like the half of the face. I almost got my face tattooed in Atlanta in February. Uh, Not a big thing like that, but it was because I was joking. I was hanging, dude, you never, you know, I'm I'm a savage, crazy man, but I was like, uh, hanging out with my friend. Our friend Jane was hanging out with us and she had like weird makeup stamps and she put like a star under my eye. And we were, I was like, we should, I was partying. I was like, let's go walk to a tattoo parlor and I'll just get this tattooed. Mm. And my, my other friend, Ashley, whose husband is a tattoo artist was like, don't touch your beautiful face. Let yeah. me tell you a story about a guy who's fucked his face up. That was as beautiful as you. And now he's not. And I was like, okay. And that man's name was Mickey Rourke. It wasn't. No, it was a, another <laughs> tattoo artist guy, but, but yes, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> yeah. It's not because of tattoos. It's because of. Multiple and, plastic surgeries because he caved his face in boxing and stuff. But what, uh, what happened? Because he was a good looking dude. What the he fuck? was very he like a fucking. Yeah, the 80s. I mean, I love the, the wrestler, but he, he looks like he's, you know, great. I mean, it's awful. Yeah. yeah no, well, what happened is um, he I know all this because I am the president of the Mickey Rourke fan club. Yeah, um, I know. I keep getting those phone calls. Uh, the, yeah, the line yeah. calls. <laughs> and those letters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, no, he. Uh, uh, Mickey was kind of a wild man and he got into like, you know, boxing and everything and was really into it and was apparently pretty good at it. Um, and but he still got, you know, beat up and like one of his cheekbones like collapsed and his nose broke and stuff. And so he had his face refigured uh, and it was kind of botched, like the guy didn't do a really good job. Um, and so since then, he's had other surgeries to try to correct it, but it just seems like it's yeah. only made things worse. In fact, I saw a recent picture of him. Um, and you can Google it if you're listening, uh, just Google, um, Mickey Rourke, Michael Myers, uh, because that's what he looks like. Um, it's, it's just like, he has this white hair that's kind of like combed back, but his face is like, so like rigid. It looks like the Michael Myers mask from the poster for Halloween four. It's got like those, that intensity to it. He looks just bizarre. Uh, and, uh, and I love Mickey. I love, like, he's my favorite actor. I think he's absolutely incredible, but yeah, he's uh, excellent. But man, does he look strange now? And he dresses weird too. Like anytime you see like just like um, paparazzi pictures of him, he looks like a circus clown, dude. The way he dresses is so yeah, weird. Yeah, like, he does pants and like American flag boots and stuff. And he's got that weird 
poofy white hair and, you and just he's look, carrying around a dog sometimes like a little, little chihuahua yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And, it's, and it's got a costume on too of some kind like he's <laughs> yeah he's very yeah. uh you know i mean he's him i guess i don't know he just does dress like he's a weirdo eccentric that's a good word yes um and there's nothing wrong with eccentricities no not at all i love the guy i think he's awesome uh and uh yeah it's just unfortunate that his his face is so uh decimated but uh what are you going to do? I don't know. But, life. So, yeah, please. my point is, is please don't tattoo your face. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Please. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, that's all I ask. Do you have any, do you have any like tattoos on your butt, like a butterfly or anything? No, uh, I've, I've uh, played <laughs> around <good>? getting <laughs> like, cause, cause I, I will do things like, let's go get this a good tattoo like out of nowhere like i've done that a few times before and i was gonna get like forever i've been threatening to get this guy bjorn's name on my ass uh this friend of mine just like out of nowhere the first night i met him with katie and i and like some other people mutual friends and he's an awesome dude like uh but i was like i'm gonna get your name just i want it to be like in cursive just bjorn with like a lowercase b like i wrote it out and stuff i was like it would just be funny because i think i was doing like a riff or whatever you know where i was just like going and going and going i was like and then i get this guy's at t- name tattooed on my ass the next thing i know and it just became something like that where and he was like you're gonna get that name tattooed because he maybe thought he was maybe thought i was cute uh and he's a great he's an awesome dude uh but i still haven't done it but i will get bjorn tattooed on my ass uh Jesus. for sure and, and a fucking hat who? How about the wiener? No. No? Nothing on the that. wiener? I don't want that. I'm yeah. not a wiener guy. I don't want the wiener to be messed with. Or, okay, you know. that's that's a good call. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. You know? are, are you upset because I'm not going to get your name on my ass? Because there's plenty of ass to put your name on. Well, I, 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 I thought you could put my name on your wiener. Yeah, I mean, uh, what kind of font are we talking about? I don't know. Is my name too long, Christopher Triano? Is that too long? <laughs> What's your middle name? <laughs> I don't have one, actually. Oh, good. Well, then we're fine. We should be able yes. to make it just under the wire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm New Roman, 12 point. Uh... <laughs> okay. Well, now that we talked about wiener tattoos, I think we're ready to r- roll on into uh, the show. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Um, okay. So do you want to start with our first segment? I think we should, our first segment with the favorite song of all of ours. I love that song. It's time for our first segment, which is Book of the Week! Book! Books and books. Ow! Ow! This Book of the Week, Christopher... Uh, this comes out today. If you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, October 1st, the Hot first damn. day of October, this has come out today, so you should buy it right now. Uh, the book of the week is Horrorama, which is actually a, uh, collection of three novellas, uh, put together by C.V. Hunt of Grindhouse Press, coming out on Grindhouse Press, uh, which features the authors A.S. Coomer, Lucas Mangum, uh, both who are uh, who have published through Grindhouse before and, and, and are, are known writers, and then Matt Harvey, who I don't know if he's written anything that's been published, but he is the singer for Exhumed, the metal band, yeah. uh, cool. which is very awesome. 
Um, and I believe like that Rachel Autumn Deering is was their tour manager for a while or something with them, worked with them. Uh, I don't know. But this is a very cool ass. Uh, it's a collection of these three short like novellas. It, it already looks just the cover of it looks badass. It's like an old videotape being kind of pulled out of the the case. The colors are that old school brown and yellow, all that kind of stuff that, you know, you, you kind of associate with that. Um, yeah, it's like a, a home movie, like 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 not a videotape from a store, but like, you know, like a regular Scotch Maxwell, you know, uh, tape that you just wrote on it yourself. You know, when you taped, uh, you know, uh, Night of the Creeps off of TV or something. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, looks like that. Um, and it says, uh, just to give you a little information about it, uh, yeah. it says, ready for the book version of a hoary, a hoary? <clears throat> a horror movie marathon? Horrorama brings you three novelettes reminiscent of those popcorn-fueled all-nighters. Store all self-storage by A.S. Coomer. Richard Dennison has just landed a new job. Should I read all these synopsises or just... Yeah. You think? Okay. Richard Dennison has just landed a new job at the store all self storage as a night security officer. The owners are a bit strange, but not as bizarre as the renters who visit their units at night. And the only instructions he's been given are to call the police. Uh, that's the A.S. Coomer self storage storage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Primitive by Lucas Mangum, friend of the show. A group of old friends decide to spend the weekend camping on Moon Mountain only to have their vacation interrupted when a disheveled woman appears out of the woods. She tells them she's looking for her son, but the group find the story hard to believe. Will she find her son, and will they all make it off the mountain alive? Ooh, that sounds good. And then the last one, by The Vessel by Matt Harvey. A cult, heralds of celestial ascendancy, is hell-bent on reviving their dark god. All they need is a body for their master to inhabit. When Elise Abington wakes up in the middle of the night to find herself feeling strange, little does she know she's on a crash course with the cult and a doppelganger willing to do anything to stop the cult's cause. That sounds well, cool. That was like yeah, a, that all sounds cool. good, man. That's that's going to be awesome. And that comes out today. So you can get it yeah, on for Kindle. the listeners. See, it comes out October 1st. Kindle paperback from Grindhouse Press. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's very, very exciting release. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I think Carrie's going to do uh, more of these horrorama collections. This is the first of uh, what I think she plans to do more of. So, yeah, start of something beautiful, perhaps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just it, like it, it very well could be, you know, this could be a, a, the dawn of a new age. I think so. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, so check that check, check that out, guys. And also check out the, uh, you know, other releases. Uh, A.S. Coomer has a a new book coming out soon uh, on on Grindhouse and uh, Lucas, uh, of course, is always putting out killer stuff. So check him out as well, and then yeah. check out Matt uh, as well. I don't, I'm not sure what else he has putting out, but it looks like he's he's dipping his toe into the writing foray, and, and we shall if, see. And if you yeah. haven't heard Exhumed, listen to Exhumed. And, and yeah, check out Exhumed if you're into that. Yeah, yeah classic metal band. They've been around a long time, um, and they got some great stuff. So yeah, that's our book of the week. Uh, so I think that brings us to our our next uh, segment, which oh, is yeah. which is still fairly new, uh, but we're, we're loving it. We're really rolling with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what we what we do is we're reading from uh, books that are just bizarre or silly or where you just go, how the hell is this even a book? Uh, and one of the big things that we're doing is the novelizations, which 
we, we've become obsessed with here at the show. Obsessed. Yeah, absolutely obsessed. <laughs> I've said like, you, we've been sending each other pictures back and forth, like like we're like we're sexting dick pics or something. Yeah, like, you're like, look, what fucking, I got, look what I got. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really become a, a problem. Uh, yes, a and good it's problem. Become a, it's become a problem for my bank account too, because I'm like, you know, I, I have to have that one. I just have to have it. Click click it's, click. Yeah, it's true. They're very halfable, dude. Like they're yeah. you want them. You look at them and you're like, oh god. And uh, why? Yeah. Just because it's so ridiculous. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because it's ridiculous or because it's a cool one or because it's a collectible one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the horror ones, as we've talked about before on the show, are very collectible. They can run for a lot of money. Um, but then the other, some of the other ones, you're just like, what? Like, who wants a fucking novelization of Speed 2? You know, but it's out there. Speed on the book. Uh, it's out there it's real i mean speaking of collectible i don't want to you know i'm not going to release the the hounds but you showed me a sneak peek of one that you have uh and i i that that's a crown that's a crown jewel that's gonna that's like what you put on mount rushmore of it's one of the four faces and that'll be coming soon soon coming Um, soon coming soon we're not we're not reading that one today we're not revealing what it is either that's a surprise for the listeners Mm -hmm. uh because it's uh it's such a good one, uh, and I want to actually like read through it for the most part, uh, and uh, try to find like the, the scenes that I uh, that I want to read out, the scenes that I love in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that'll be coming very soon. Stay tuned for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be a surprise. But I have a surprise for Mr. John Wayne. Uh, before we get I, into the segment, or well, we can do it before or after. What do you want to do? I don't know. I I, I know. I forgot what we were doing. Yeah. Well, we were talking about novelizations. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so let me right, so keep it going. Me, whatever segue you want. Well, yeah, okay. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do this because uh, the, the ridiculous read this week is not exactly a novelization. But the book I want to show you, the surprise, is a novelization. So are you ready to see this? Um, hold on. I'm to do this live on the show. Hold on. Oh, he's got to take a hit. See if that way he can, he can calm himself, be ready. I'm sitting down. Let's go. Sitting down? Okay. I'm holding it up. You motherfucking piece of shit. God damn it. <laughs> you fucking got one. He's holding up a novelization of Halloween 3. Halloween. Oh, that's awesome. Season of the Witch. Season of the, Witch the best one. The best thing ever. <laughs> damn. You, so you found one? I found one. Yeah, this is this that's... was kind of cool. Because the, as you know, uh, this one sells for like 100, 200 bucks sometimes when you find it. It's hard to mm. find. Um, and I wasn't even looking for it, actually. I was just looking at novelizations on eBay and I found it and it was a two pack. It was a two for with, um, uh, the Twilight Zone, the movie, the novelization. Dude, we just fucking watched the, op- we, <laughs> we ordered the week, the week trial of Cinemax on Roku yeah. so that Nick and I could watch the opening scene of the Twilight Zone movie for something that we're writing. Uh, yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was too good. And, you know, it only cost me like 40 bucks. Dude. I know, such a steal. I was like, I'm totally getting that. You know what's weird about the, the Twilight Zone novelization, though? Uh, and, and I'll get back to the Halloween 3 one. But the, 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 the Twilight Zone one, two of the stories that are in that movie that were adapted from short stories by Richard Matheson. Really? But rather than than put in those short stories in the book, they just had someone else write the novelization of of the same stories. It's like, why? But 
Uh, no, I'm not sorry. But, no, I was just saying that that's what makes these things so weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're already movies that are made from a book and then you reading a novelization of that movie that's been made. So it's it's like it's sometimes bizarre. it's so fucking crazy. That's what yeah, makes these yeah. things so crazy. So that's really weird. But then the, the another thing that's crazy about it is the novelization was written by a prolific horror author. It's written by Robert Block, who gave us Psycho. He wrote the novelization of Twilight Zone, and he didn't have, and he had nothing to do with the screenplay of the Twilight Zone. He didn't have any of his short stories adapted into the into the, the segments or anything. So it's like, how did this even happen? You know, so it's kind of like he's doing like cover songs of. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's like he's okay. like how Chris and I, uh, the other Chris, uh, do when we perform cover songs. It's like our version. It's all super fast and punky. Maybe this he like is he just doing like cover versions of these stories? That is weird like, that they wouldn't put Matheson's work in. Yeah, like, just put the short stories in. I don't understand why yeah, they they, they the said that we're gonna because I mean it's not like it all flows together as one story in the movie. It's very clearly different segments. Man, have you seen that fuck that the uh, cursed shit like where the in Twilight Zone the movie yeah, where the, hel- yeah. the helicopter like cuts those people? All yeah, up? I remember. I remember that from way back too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just, it's so sad. It's so brutal. Um, but we're not going to get into all that. Um, I did want to say a few things about the Halloween three novelization real fast before we move on to ridiculous reads. Um, this novelization is kind of funny too, uh, because it was written, uh, by a guy named Jack Martin and Jack Martin was actually a pseudonym for horror author, Dennis Etchinson. And the fun, the real funny thing is that the book is dedicated to Dennis Etchinson. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. It's just so fucking funny, you know? Uh, but one of the reasons I'm excited about it is, uh, that, like, as we talked about before, uh, some, like, novelizations are often written based off of the original script. Like, the, you know, because they wanted the book to be able to come out in time for the movie and be ready. And so... The author of the novelization will get like the the roughest version of the script, uh, and which uh, almost always changes during the course of a movie. They decide to do different things for budget reasons, or because it doesn't test well with test audiences, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I had talked about this before when we were talking in length about Halloween three. Um, how originally John Carpenter got one of his uh, sci-fi idols, uh, Nigel Neal, uh, to come up with the, the story. Like he came up with the initial story and wrote a script. Uh, but then Tommy Lee Wallace, the director, and John Carpenter, who was producing, changed it around because they they thought it needed like some more like gore and scary like shit going on. And Nigel was a was a very cantankerous man, and he got so mad that he, and you know he was like, "No, this is garbage. Take my name off it. I don't want anything to do with it." So apparently, from what I read uh, online, is that this book is is much closer to to Nigel's original vision. Uh, so it'd be kind of interesting to see what might have been uh and like see where it kind of differs of course apparently it does differ a little bit from the the film but at the same time the gore scenes are definitely in there uh because i read that like the the scene where the kid gets killed with the you know like the mask explodes with snakes and bugs yeah it's like really graphic in the book um so my plan was I was, I'm going to try to you know read through this, and I'm going to highlight certain parts, and then because it's going to be October, you know, I thought it'd be a fun treat for our listeners. I'll pick out some really cool things from from the book and maybe read those segments. What do you think? 
I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I'm excited. I was I was hoping you'd read it already and we're going to reveal all the secrets, but now we'll have something yeah. to look forward to like Christmas morning. Yeah. Well, it'll be a Halloween treat. You know, like we're going to we're going to do a lot of tricks and treats because we love Halloween and it's going to be mm. awesome. Um, you know, if you're actually with the, for those listening to to this, it already is October for it up, but for us it's September, so we're not full rolling out yet. But we will, goddammit, we will. Yeah, right now we're just half hard whiskey dick, but we'll be fully engorged by the time this episode actually is released into your ears. That's right, goddammit. That's so right. Think about we'll that. Taking our special blue pill, and we'll be all right. We'll be good to go. Oh, you're taking <laughs> the blue pill now? Oh, all right, man. <laughs> far out, man. Far out. Far out. <laughs> All right, well, now that we've gotten all that novelization uh, obsession out of the way, at least for today, um, I think it's time for our next segment. Yes, sir. And that is Ridiculous Reads. How ridiculous. Oh, man. Do I have some ridiculousness for you today? This is a surprise um, to me because I don't know what yes. plan is. This is a total this is also surprise. I like surprising you on the show and get you your do, like reaction uh, recorded for. So I'll, like, I think it's fun that way. Yeah, I think it's fun for the audience to be surprised and and to have you be surprised at the same time. So what I'm going to read from today is a very special book, uh, and it's called. Steve Urkel's Super Guide to Success. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. I mean, I don't know what I expected, but I did not expect that. Uh, yeah, just, it's just not... the, the, the listeners. He showed. He put put this up to the camera for me to see. And it's uh, it's Steve Urkel in his prime before prepubescent. I would say before he like started getting the you know good the, his deep voice. And he's got a he's got yeah. a fucking he's got the suit on with the that's too small for him. And he's yeah, he's, he's, like, he's yeah he's pulling his fucking lapels and shit. Got any cheese? He's like classic. You know. <laughs> what is the subheading underneath the the title there? What does that say? Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to read it. Uh, okay, cool. It's, uh, and, and this is what's fun about this, is it's not a novelization of, like, some of the episodes, and it's not, like, a story, like, about Urkel, like some, like, spinoff books, like The Growing Pains or something. Um, no, it's just a guide. It's like It's, him, it's like a, him giving advice, right? It's him. It's like an advice book written by Urkel. <laughs> it's so <laughs> crazy, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it covers the Steve Urkel's super cool guide to success. <laughs> Mm. Humorous tips from Urkel on how to win at fashion, finance, romance, and more. So I'm going to go ahead and start with reading the back. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, because this is the pitch, you know. Give me the pitch. If you're looking for first-rate expert advice on love, friendship, fashion, etc., look no further. Here's just the book for you. Steve Urkel's Super Cool Guide to Success. And I guess this is written as him, even on the back, because he says, my second literary magnum opus, a Nobel Prize possibility for sure. It's packed with all sorts of he-he-he snort, hilariously helpful how-to tips. <laughs> you like the way I read that? How is that, how, how is that written? Is that... On, is that him supposed it's, to, is it onomatopoeia what are we what is this no, it's, 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 it says of all sorts of dot 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 he 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 snort dot 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 
hilariously helpful how-to tips uh, gained from my years of experience and my sharp sharp wit and wisdom. Uh, so, so yeah, and then he gives you like a couple examples or uh, of, of whatever, but I'm not going to read that part. I'm just going to actually read examples because, I mean, this is a super cool guide to success. This can help us with the show. This can help us with our lives. This can help all of our listeners with anything. This is this is really this is going to help a lot of people. You know what I lo- I really am am loving about this so far mm. is that it's taken from the perspective of. Steve Urkel is a real person in the world yes. that we live in. And this yes. is his advice book. Yes. And I love that because I'm sure it takes itself just as seriously as it needs to. And I'm oh, very totally. excited to hear you read from it mm. uh, because this is the world. I want to live in a world <laughs> where Steve Urkel has an advice book because, you know, yep. he has a, yep. a talk show if he has a book. And I want to see that talk show. And plus, I think that's going to be a better world. It will be per- personally. Yep. But but anyway, I, I mean. I'm excited to hear this. Given all of the given all of like the terrible things going on in this country right now, mm-hmm. we need the wisdom of Steve Urkel now more than ever. Now more than ever. Am I right? Which, or is, am my, I which is what my tramp stamp says. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just get Urkel's name tattooed on your ass, huh? No, it just says now more than ever. Okay. <laughs> uh, unlike my tramp stamp, which, as we all know, reads eat out more often. So. <laughs> John Wayne's dying. Over I just here. like. Uh, can I tell you a really quick, quick, quick story? So yes. This guy, this guy that uh, worked with me at Starbucks, he'll never listen to this. Uh, he's like super, it's like a super Christian dude. Like went like like the kind of Christian guys that like he moved his family to England to so he could pre like be a whatever over there. I don't know. He's like, but a super nice guy. Whatever. He's a nice dude, but he had this one tattoo, and it was uh. It was a, it was a tra- on the tramp stamp area, right? Mm-hmm. Like which we all know is right above the ass crack on the tailbone type situation. Mm-hmm. So that's where he has his tattoo, and it's of a dolphin jumping out of the water, like over into. <laughs> it is like, and it's not. It, it's it would be funny if it was like, ha ha, check this out, guys, and it was funny. Like if mm-hmm. I got that, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, because no, it'd be a got, joke to you. He was serious, he, wasn't he? He got it when he got it. He was hundred percent serious with, about it. That like he, th- I was on the regret tour, you know, and he was like, you know, and I shouldn't have done that, but you know, we live with our mistakes and blah blah blah. Like I was like, all right, dude, sounds good, but that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, um, he probably could have used advice from Steve Urkel, and so. That's what we're going to get into right now. Um, so, yeah, there, there are many chapters to this because he has a lot of advice to give. Uh, so I picked out uh, I picked out one. I might even read two because they're very short. Um, sure. And there's I had a hard time choosing between these two because they're both really important advice. Uh, but the first one I'm definitely going to read is advice on choosing your suspenders. Okay, I didn't know you were going to start with such a serious topic, but okay, go ahead. That one's yeah, yeah. I thought you might. Okay, but I like this. We're going right to the the heart of the matter. How to choose your your suspenders by Steve Urkel. Mm-hmm. The road to success is full of bumps, so when you're out there laboring for your Laura, every now and then you're bound to stumble, trip, or walk into a wall. You can make it through the rough and tumble action with your pride unharmed, as long as you're sure of one thing. 
your pants must not fall down. That's why suspenders are must. Suspenders give people a good feeling about you. They give everyone a feeling of old-fashioned honesty and charm. Plus, they hold your pants up. The main thing to think about when choosing suspenders is the color. You want bright. You want bold. You want suspenders that cry out across a crowded room, Wear suspenders! Red is my favorite color for suspenders, followed by yellow, purple, green, and glow-in-the-dark orange. The other thing to consider is stretchiness. Suspenders that are way too loose are a drag. They drag behind you wherever you go. Little dogs get all tangled up in them. Suspenders that are too tight can also cause trouble. When you raise your hand in class, they come flying off and wrap around the flag. Then the whole class has to pledge allegiance to your suspenders. So spend as much money as you must to get the suspenders that are just right for you. Be a big suspender spender. Okay, uh, I have several comments. If I <laughs> so I would think, first of all, the first thing that I would think would be important when considering suspenders would be the the more uh, leaning towards the the material the stretchiness what's it made out of how is this holding up my pants or to what degree is this like you know going to tight pull them up tight you know that that's what i think would be the first as opposed to the colors now all the colors he picked are horrible and i wonder does he mean when he says glow in the dark orange does he mean literally glowing in the dark or like day glow you know like Um, that kind of all i know is is that you're questioning the wit and wisdom of urkel and i don't appreciate it very much well i'm going to continue to because whoa I mean, he he makes a he makes a good he makes some good points, and they're very simple points. And you don't want your suspenders to trip a dog or wrap around the flag. That was another. What are you, you a know, communist? I, well, no, I mean, is this class? You know, when he said wrap around the flag, yeah. uh, I was like, you know, are we talking about the flagpole outside of the school? Are you having class out there? Are you talking about the the little baby dick flag that hangs at the thing that you used no, to say a pledge to? There's I mean, usually a flag in the classroom. At least I know. I was growing up in America. So you, th- what, he raises his hand to answer one of his many questions, and he th- act, throws a fucking... Well, apparently it happened. Uh, I mean, why else would he write it? Apparently it I happened. Guess, I guess. Also, can you imagine being tasked with writing this? Uh, <laughs> like, what this would be like? Because it's just like... The, I, I imagine just turning turning in the copy, and then them, like, turning around and being like, make it dumber <laughs> uh, okay uh and like anyway go on who am i to question the wisdom though i, I don't know who, who, who the fuck are you like you didn't have a hit sitcom in the 90s no, that i know of i didn't you're right who am i who are you you're not urkel no. I, and i never will be with this attitude yeah no you're, you're not because you're not listening to his advice now I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to read you one more Let me hear another one. You know, I'm hoping that our listeners are getting more from this than you are. I'm sure they're taking notes. Very, very. I, I would hope so. I would hope so because, you know, like, this is gold. This is they gold. have their pencils that, you know, that di- diligently been taking the minutes of each podcast. So, yeah. you know, this would be yeah. no different. I've never been confident enough to buy suspenders until now. So is that uh, in the book or is that? Oh, no, that's me. That's, that's you. Me that's, that's a declaration. <laughs> that's, that's me saying it. 
See, the thing about suspenders now is I think that you get you, could, you get you get mixed up with like those proud boys. <laughs> when, you know, first of, of all, it's, when it's we not... first started this show, did you think you were going to be saying the thing about suspenders is? <laughs> actually, let me pull out the list of things I didn't. Yeah, and this is number this is number fourteen on it. Actually, yeah. So I thought I would no, but, but uh, you just can't get away with suspenders now because it, it looks like a like a neo Nazi wear. You know, yeah, and even yeah, in punk, and even in punk rock, brutal. yeah, the skinheads yeah. fucked it up. Like you can't go to a punk rock show with suspenders though, on. Okay, because yeah, people, they think yeah. either you're gay or you're Gallagher, or so. you're just fun. You know, if you're fun, if like your fun uncle, like the nerdy ass fucking uncle or somebody like that, comes with like comes to something with hamburger fucking printed suspenders. Yeah, yeah. That's see, that's. Like, but you that's can't you get away a show with and wear yeah. like suspenders no, as can a wear... anymore. No, no, I don't think you can. You can't wear um, regular suspenders. You, they have to have something silly on them. Otherwise, people like you say they they think of like you know skinheads and stuff like that. But um... so, so I guess if you're a horrible racist, you you're really into suspenders now. But mm. yeah, maybe so. the yeah. show. And if you are, stop. Yeah, yeah, please, please do. Please. I'm getting suspenders with tacos on them. That sounds. Good. <laughs> Does I, get, good. I get excited when I hear about tacos. Um, they're one of the few uh, great pleasures in life. Well, um, you should come to Texas, my friend, because that's all we have. I could throw a stone and hit tacos oh, right, right from where I'm sitting. That's nice. It's real it's nice. nice. It is nice. So a little more advice from uh, Mr. Urkel. On me. Real quick. Uh, how to kiss. Okay, now this does sound right up something I... This is something you desperately need. You need to hear this. So let I me. Mean, we, you and I have been practicing on each other, and we're not we're not making a lot of progress. I don't think I girls are going to be really satisfied. I know. Uh, so. We've been mostly practicing over the internet, which I think might be hampering. Yeah, because we're like just licking the screen of our computers. It's not helping. Um, okay, so here we go. How to kiss. Mm-hmm. Every lesson you've read so far in this book has been based on years of thinking and testing. This lesson is based on years of thinking, but unfortunately, very little actual testing. When it comes to kissing, I don't have a ton of experience, but I have done a lot of reading, planning, and practicing on a cantaloupe. You can be sure I'll be ready when Laura finally breaks down and says, Okay, Steve, baby, plant one right here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. I'm. 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 I'm really. I'm. I'm, I'm in the moment. You know. Okay, Steve. Right, baby. All right. All right. Here we go. I'm in the moment. Uh, the key to a kiss, I believe, is in the pucker. <laughs> okay. Calm down. Wait. Let's say that again. Because I didn't. I didn't get. I'm right. I just. The key. For, the key for to other people kiss, that are listening. The key to a kiss, I believe, is in the pucker. People who are too shy hardly pucker at all. I'm going to go for a big, proud pucker. And this is in bold right here, this part. The prouder the pucker, the purer the passion. <laughs> that <laughs> is some fucking alliteration. Oh, man. That's a new, that's a new, uh, that's going in the lexicon of this I show. I love that. What, say yeah. it again. Say that one more time. The prouder the pucker, the purer the passion. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. So once you've got your pucker in place, move your face right in towards your Laura's face. 
Once Zoom you have your poster in place. <laughs> Zoom it sounds like you're telling me how to install some like fucking, <laughs> some kind of like plumbing appliance yeah. in the house. All right, like now I... so once you have your butter right, aligned, right. get your Allen wrench. Get your <laughs> the, the star one metric, you know, of course. <laughs> right, oh so... God, go ahead. <laughs> once you've got your pucker in place, move your face right in towards your Laura's face. Zoom those lips straight in for the kill, like deadly dive bombers. Mm. Then comes the moment you've been waiting for, the big smoocheroo. Press those babies against her waiting lips and smack them with all you've got. Whoa, whoa, I'm getting a little hot on the pillow here. Um, mm. I've practiced these steps so many times that my cantaloupe is mildewed. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. And you know he's been blowing loads in that cantaloupe. <laughs> you know that he's been pumping loads into that dude, cantaloupe. Dude, he has he has turned this oh. cantaloupe into a daycare center. All right? That's how many loads he's pumped into this thing. Just <laughs> night after night of... After night of... Those, of, those just, thick teenage loads, dude. The, yeah, dude. That melon didn't have a chance. No, dude. Yeah. Oh. Uh, how clearly I can picture it. My lips pucker. Her lips pucker. My face moves towards hers. Her face moves towards mine. I leap onto her lap. She falls off the couch. I pull her back up. The coffee table flips over. A bookshelf tumbles to the ground. A fuse box explodes. Sparks fly all around. Firefighters come rushing in with hoses and axes and barking Dalmatians that jump all over the furniture. Yep, I just know when I finally kiss, kiss Laura, it'll be a moment neither of us will forget. Is it because they're going to die in? Because that sounded like a horrible, like something horrible is happening. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds like that. That's Everything I, falls in on them. Did they fall into a sinkhole or something in that situation? Or um, perhaps a sulfur it, it, lake it, it, has it opened up say, underneath? It doesn't say. That might be in the afterword. Uh, I'll have to see. But this book also comes with really great pictures. Oh, God. It comes with color pictures. Is so you know, I like a book with pictures. It's a very good uh it helps me <laughs> so it has like that 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 chunk of pages in the middle with pictures in it yes yes uh, exactly. of course. you know of course. you know so anyway that that my friends is uh two segments from steve urkel's super cool guide to success i i like that i gotta say you know although i have some questions first uh steve i mean uh, mr mr urkel dr urkel i have some questions for him <laughs> Uh, I thought but you were going to say I, you have I, some it, questions for me after the show. It, <laughs> sound, it sound advice, though. He's giving sound advice from a real place. And that's what, when you do go pucker up on your Laura, mm -hmm. you want the earth to move. And I think that's what he was trying to say with that, that passage, you know? Yeah. So, he heck, hell yeah. Shouts out, Steve Urkel. Shouts out, Urkel. Hashtag you are. cheese. Yeah, rest in power. Yeah, <laughs> rest in power. We hardly knew you, but we you live yes. on through your work. Can I say this? Um, you can say whatever you want, dude. Okay, thanks. I'll edit it out, but go ahead. Um, you remember his girlfriend, Myra? Not Laura, who he's obsessed with, but Myra, who was, like, obsessed with him? Yeah. Like, I had the biggest crush on her, dude, like, back in the 90s when I was watching that show. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, some... Some of my off because I lived in Florida with a bunch of rednecks and like I would talk about her and like a lot of people would be like, but she's black and I'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. She is gorgeous. You will never have a woman half as beautiful as her. You dumb redneck racist idiot. Mm -hmm. uh, but God, I was like so in love with her. Her name is Michelle. 
Did she? she I thought you were gonna say she grew up to be like, and now she's fucking no, like the Tyra Banks fool. Like no, 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 no. She, 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 um, she actually died at the age of thirty from cancer. It was really sad. She was very oh. young. Yeah. Um, but God, she was she was so beautiful, so beautiful. Well, Loved her. Yeah. And, and I was sorry. like, man, like I was like, it sounded like a Dick Sanders. I'm like. Why does he want Laura when he has this Myra chick up his ass? You know, like, like, come on, dude. Like, Myra's gorgeous. But that's the different. thing, isn't it? That was also what Married with Children. We were like, why is he? I hate Peg. We would, like, blow a million loads well, on her. Well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, so. Al is just brero. But, but, I mean, this is a different thing. Because, like, Al was sick of Peg because he was married to her. That was the yeah, whole this, joke. That's true. This know? chick is pursuing him. Right, right. Like, of course, Al was into, you know, banging Peg back in the day. But now that they're married, you know, like the whole joke is that the repetition and like familiarity breeds contempt and all that. Uh, and that's the whole joke. But like, like, dude, Myra. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sorry that that happened to you, but I'm, I'm also more sorry that you had to live in Florida for a small amount of time. I know. And I appreciate so, that. I appreciate you know, that. So. Um, I think I I think I need to just quickly look up the actress's name i feel bad that i that i don't remember it um let me pull it up that's fine you know um it's not fine. i need i need to i need to no i'm know. saying it's fine michelle that you're thomas. bring it up that you're michelle up. thomas she played myra monkhouse and if Shouts out are, michelle. if you for, if you've forgotten uh who this is uh you, you really need to uh look her up she was beautiful and she was also on like soap operas and stuff i guess um uh, she so she she did do other things, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, she was very young. She passed away. Rest in power. Rest rest in power. And Steve for, Urkel for true for true. You fucked up, dude. You blew it. You fucked. So up. why are we taking advice from him? Actually, we I should because that was his girlfriend. So I mean, he he had her as a girlfriend. So oh, that's say, true. Actually, sorry, yeah. uh, you didn't fuck up, Steve. Nah. But you know, Laura, come on. Yeah. Laura's not bad, but but she's no Myra. She's no, she's no Myra. Yeah. So, well, that so, was. Yeah, that, I'm. I'm very. <laughs> I feel very fulfilled from that. Uh, yeah. We're, like okay. I, I'm glad you were happy. On a positive that. note, I'm moving yeah. forward. I feel like yeah. I have some structure. Uh, I, I'm glad you were happy with uh, with my selection. I found that, you, that you're not going to believe this because I'm, of what a good book it is. I got it for five dollars. <laughs> really? I would have thought free shipping, less. Free I would honestly. I would have thought maybe that was in like a. Three for a dollar bundle or something, but you know, hey, five bucks. It's worth it. It's worth five it. bucks. Yeah, but it was free shipping. So well, that's that's always good. Yeah. So shipping. you know, you think of it as like, you know, like two bucks, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, shocking, considering how good it is. By the way, look how thick it is. It's like, <laughs> it's like nothing. It's Just like Joe. Everyone knows he's holding up the book, not his dick. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is a very slim, slim. Oh uh, yeah, it's like it's like the it's like the length of a coloring book. But uh, I mean, how much of this do you really want? I mean, as much as we can get. The wit and wisdom of Stephen, uh, Doctor Stephen S. Urkel. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know where you're getting doctor from, but sure. Well, I'm just, I assume that he has a like one of those honorary doctors, like you know, like Doctor Cosby had. <laughs> I thought he was actually a doctor, but he prescribed all those pills. He did. No, he, did. he has a he has a fake. No, he just gave doctor. people those pills. He has a fake. He is them knowing. He is not a real doctor. <laughs> no. Just so everyone knows, I'm um, not championing Cosby. No, I know you're not. Of course you're not. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, you know what? 
like if they did a show today, Ur- Urkel would probably be a doctor or a scientist or the president or something cool. So yeah. uh, let's let's say that like like we're saying it right here now. We want uh, a reunion episode, Family Matters. I we want it. it. Yeah, we want it. That's a bold it statement. It won't rest until we have it. No, so we're going to keep there. fighting for Urkel. Uh, but I, you know what? Like We've probably been talking about Urkel for a good 45 minutes, so maybe we should move on. <laughs> I mean, time well spent, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. All right. What else do you have to talk about that you're listening to this that you don't <laughs> want to listen to Urkel talk? Come on. I've already made it this far. What are you thinking? Oh, man. I was struggling to get through some of that, man. That was funny. Uh, (laughs) I'm still just I'm trying to picture writing that yeah totally being tasked with that like I hope no 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 I mean you need to really make this dumber like you're yeah like I hope the writer was like someone because I mean no one is credited it's credited to Urkel you know it's not like written by so and so no it's just like even the dedication it says to oh no wait 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 I guess it is the guy does say something here because it says to my quote unquote Laura Lisa. Okay, so it is in here, like deep in here. It's written by Billy. So Millhouse Harrison. wrote it. No, yeah, 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 right. No, it does say deep in here if you're really looking. It says uh, written by Billy Aronson. I hope Billy was um, went to like a really prestigious school and like studied and got like right. a degree in literature oh, and, God, and then wrote and then wrote that. I would love for that to be. It. <laughs> and if that's you, please call the Corey hotline. Yes, yeah, Billy, Billy Aronson, Aronson. If you're out there. Call us up. We want to know. Uh, we want to know. All right. Let's move off of this because we could talk Urkel all night. And, and you know, uh, I mean, you're a bad right. thing, but we have an agenda. Mm-hmm. So uh, why don't we get us to, I don't even know how to segue. I, you know what? I was going to segue with uh, Halloween 3, actually, but I fucked up the order of what I was doing. I ruined it. So the show is canceled. Um, no, because. Uh, Halloween... Well, I mean, speaking of Urkel, that brings us to our next topic which is our first topic no jeez no jeez the cheese well no, here's the thing uh... that book is so fantastic that i imagine this to have at least one sequel to this book there's got to be like an and the and the further witticism this, of this was not the first one even it so, says on the back, there are lots of more good guidelines and laugh lines, my pals. Just remember, if you loved Yuck It Up with Urkel, you'll also love Steve Urkel's super cool guide to success. So, yeah, there's definitely more. So that brings us to our our topic. It does. Uh, it's our first topic, our big topic. The show is dedicated <laughs> to this topic. And that uh, brings us to our first topic, which is... One, two, three, four... Sequels and also squeakles, whatever that means. Squeakles, squeakle. Um, yeah, we're going to talk today about sequels because it's our show and we'll do what we want. Um, now, of course, we've talked a little bit about sequels before, uh, you know, particularly movies, like we had a long discussion about Halloween 3 and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, uh, what we want to do today is not necessarily dwell and like talk about one particular one we just want to talk about the nature of sequels both in uh film and in fiction we also want to talk about uh uh, some interesting things about uh you know sequel novels and sequel films so uh we're gonna start off with that yeah all things sequels 
Do oh, we need them? Sequels. I don't know. You'll find out. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, sequels are, are a funny thing. I think they've been around since ever. Like, um, you know, going back to like, you know, the earliest films and, and uh, serialized novels Jesus Christ. But you know what people love on a podcast? They love to hear someone coughing and hacking their brains out. So I'm really they glad that you, that you bring that to every episode. I can't hear it because I'm off I'm off mic and this is a cardioid mic, so it's not picking mm. it up. You're, mm. Now that you're bringing attention to it. No, I, I hear it when I listen to the show. I, I hear it. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, what, you know like I'm out of I'm here. So this so is over. <laughs> I, we are done professionally, mate. Yes, yes. Hey, you're you just need gonna to love me. You knew this when you married me, dude. I did. You need to get some edibles, you know. Get those edibles that the that the old ladies like. I'll just don't tell me what to do. Okay. Thank you. So uh, so, so so sequels, yeah. Um, I want to talk about a couple and like and yeah, we were. I was saying. Um, that's what I was saying is that uh, they've been around forever. Uh, the sequels and spinoffs and continuations and other variations. Uh, you know, going back to like the earliest films. Uh, but it it wasn't until uh, later that we got. I, I mean, and that that goes for um, going back to what I was saying. That goes for books as well. Like you know, serialized uh, novels were a big thing with like the same reoccurring character, like the Lone Ranger and stuff like that. Or uh, you know, like Nick Cutter and like all of these dime store novels and stuff. Uh, uh, so so that's not new. But uh, what what we have now is we have a thing where. Like anything, uh, like particularly movies or, or books too, but particularly movies, if it's successful enough, like there's always the push for sequels to push it and push it until it's no longer profitable. <clears throat> Would you think that like the initial drive, like the reason why we have serialized or sequel things, just it comes out of that uh, just incessant want for like closure or more like we just mm. can't get enough we, we we can't leave well enough alone uh you know so. we can't even go off on our minds and be like accept that something has ended or there's yeah, no yeah. story after to be yeah. told right and, uh I, that, I that's, that's to, det it. to detriment to a lot of things i think that's part of it yeah and i think it's a detriment too i think when you push something too far it just becomes repetitive or boring or stupid and it kind of you know cheapens uh you know like the the so you, what you loved initially, you know, yeah. um, you know, kind of like when Rob Zombie makes a remake or, or makes a continuation and it just breaks your heart and it makes you hate him forever. But anyway, um, <laughs> anywho, that's like, that's your opinion, man. You don't have I, to like, you know, that and, you know, it's a valid, it's a valid opinion. And, and um, we'll when he's, when he's a, a, a guest on the show via me. You can tell him why you don't like. Oh yeah, him. he's he's not welcome in my house. Once uh, we're so, once we're best friends, which yes. we will be eventually. Totally, totally, yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, I think that's definitely part of it. You know, like like you were saying, but I also think you know it's 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 a marketing thing. You know, like people love a certain character, like we were saying with the serials. You know, like James Bond and stuff, where like people like love a certain character, and so they just keep. You know, they keep doing it and like, you know, it's like it's a it's a, a safe thing for producers and publishers where they'll have a commodity and they'll be like, OK, well, we know there's already a, a built in audience. So there's no risk in, in, in doing it. You know, they know that they're going to make their money. But like there's a difference between like you referenced the James Bond films <clears throat> where they are. 
they're sequels, I guess, but they don't stand on. You don't necessarily. You can watch any James Bond right. movie with no exactly. knowledge of James Bond. But and, I was also talking about the books in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was also like not just talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Movies, but also the books. But no, you're right. Yeah, like that is a different form of sequel. That is more of a serial. Yeah, and that yeah, and then you have the other sequels where it's like a continue, like a continuation right. of what happened right. next. Right. You know? And that uh, and that uh, and that's something that we want to talk about too, where. Uh, you know there are, are movies that are continuations, and and then all and then there are like that same series would kind of like go off the rails and do something totally batshit or whatever. Um, so there were a couple of series that I had in mind that we could talk about, mm-hmm. uh, and I know we already talked a little bit about Halloween three and Halloween four and how much I love Halloween four. So I don't want to get too deep into that, but I did want to mention first and foremost the Halloween series mm-hmm. because. No other series has gone more off the rails than this uh, in the sense that, like, if you tried to, like, if someone had never seen the Halloween series and, like, sat, was get, you were sitting them down to watch it, you're like, okay, so uh, you have two movies that are one story. Third one has nothing to do with anything. Uh, and then it goes yeah. back to the, the original story. Uh, but this time it's, like, the, the, the niece instead of the, the sister uh although she wasn't the sister in the first movie but she's she's claimed as a sister in the second one so then he's after the niece uh and then like in and then we get like two movies with that uh the end in the end of part four like she does something really cool it's really a good twist ending and then in the beginning of part five they say nah nah let's forget about that, about that yeah. and let's do something <laughs> yeah. else. then six tries to make sense of everything but just fucks it up even more and they it's so much that they go okay you know what we're doing seven let's just let's just act like Nothing happened since part two and just start again yeah. with the same chick. Then they do that. They do part eight. Uh, and and then and then they remake it with Douchey McDoucherson remakes it. And then he and then he makes a sequel to the remake. And then after that, they go back again and do the same thing they did with part seven. Each two where they're like, you know what? Let's just act like none of this ever happened. I'm like, you already did that once. You already at one point said, let's just act like none of this happened. Just pick up with the original left off. And then they do it all over again. You know, it's like that fucking series is bad shit when it comes to sequels. It is maddening, um, especially, you know, to if you're passionate about the series, which we clearly are. The characters like, you know, to have you are jerked around all over the place. It's just like, why didn't you just make this like a single adventure? It could it should have been yeah, serialized. It should have been serialized rather than trying to continue any story. Like it's absolutely it, crazy. Especially the new one. I mean, we were, we're united in our dislike for the latest right. one that right. came out. And we don't right. need to rehash that just that it's not good. No, uh, we, yeah, we, we, we did talk about these movies already a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't I just wanted to point out. That they go all over the place. No, that's a good. That's a good example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's, it's the most absurd like trajectory of of a series that I can think of. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you were given Hellraiser quite a lot of shit last week. Well, but yeah. Well, at those least it follows the same. You know, at least they, they, yeah. They, they, you can still watch all of those, and and it, it, it's not, it's not like all over the place the way Halloween is. Mm. Uh, it gets really bad, but it's not. Um, it's not just all like all over the fucking map, you know. Yeah, um, but they're, they're like good kids. Like that's bad. Yeah. 
Um, but I, but you know, it's 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 painful for me in a lot of ways because Michael Myers uh, was like one of my first introductions to the genre. I, I always have a special place for him in my heart. He's my favorite slasher. I have that um, tattoo on my uh, yeah, dude. yeah, you love tattoo on my fucking wrist. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, we both love you know Michael Myers, and so yeah. on the other side is the Halloween three mask. Yes, oh. you have the the pumpkin. Yeah, it's like. When I, people ask me what time it is, I look at my watch, my wrist, and I say Halloween. Yeah, it's pumpkin time. <laughs> Stop, pumpkin time. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, uh, I I love I love the series, uh, even though the majority of it is crap. Uh, like I, I just I I love the early films so much, uh, but yeah, they haven't made a good one in in like thirty years, so. I feel like you need to be able to compartmentalize in a way of like, these are the only ones that I will like and I have to divorce myself totally. from this craziness. No, no, absolutely. Uh, and and that's what's funny when like, uh, like say Scream's Factory releases, like they released the box set of everything, mm-hmm. you know, every movie and all that. Um, and, and that's great. But, you know, and I was like, why do I need to upgrade? Like, I already have the ones that I really like. And they're like good transfers, Blu-ray and everything. I'm like, I don't need this box set. You get all these movies, uh, other movies that I'm never going to watch, you know, because they're terrible. Uh, oh, but that's another thing that I forgot to add when we were, when I was going over all of them is part six has two different versions. It has the regular theatrical cut and the producer's cut, which is totally different ending. And uh, yeah, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's just, it's baddie. Yeah, it's baddie. It's a weird situation. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, an unfortunate situation as well, and but you know with those those collections, you get the special foil sticker though, right? So you upgrade. That's what they so that's how they get you. It's like the undercoat. Yeah, yeah. They like, give but you, you don't have this foil sticker. Yeah, you don't You're have like, this oh, newly shit. Yeah. yeah, you don't have this newly commissioned poster. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I've talked to. I've talked to my buddy Greg about this. Shouts out, Greg, because he's Shout a big, Greg. he's a big like Scream Factory and collector Go and White stuff. Go White Sox. Go White Sox. Yep. Uh, he he's really into like you know collecting these movies too. And I've just been like, I'm like, they just continue to try to get you, you know, because they know horror fans are obsessive and collective. And it's like they just find new ways to make you buy the same movie over and over and over again. And I finally just had to be like, no, you know what? I'm stop it. No, I have the movies. I don't need. Because what do they give you? They give, oh, it's an all-new commentary. I'm like, I'm like, you know, the director and the writer, they already com- did commentaries for this a hundred times. What are they possibly going to say that's any different, you know? And I don't even sit and listen to that shit. Like, I can't imagine watching one of my I favorite movies. Commentary, and, dude. Yeah, like, like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine sitting and listening to a commentary on a movie. I can't imagine doing that. I can't think of it. Like, I'm like, who does that? Who has the time, you know? If I'm gonna watch well, movies, it's because I want to watch it because I like it and I and I want to enjoy it. I don't want to just listen to people like, oh, and then it was raining this day, so we had to go inside right. and do some inside shit. Like, who the fuck cares? You know? Well, I will say some people do care about that. Just not us. I yeah, don't either. I just don't I, know I've how tried, they have the time. I've tried to turn on like let me listen to this commentary and it I find it to be distracting and annoying because then I just want to yeah. watch the movie and I don't care about right. the stories. Like I'd rather right. listen to you tell me the stories about the movie, like on a podcast or something, not yeah, while or I'm a watching the movie. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Documentary. Exactly. Right. Something like that. Right. They have so it's not for us, but, but some people like them, but obviously they keep sure, doing they do. They do. But they I, I, I totally, I totally agree with you there where like, you know, they put out like these, 
eight hour fucking documentaries and I'll watch that shit, you know, in segments, but I'll watch it, you know, on like Friday the 13th or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I'm not listening to a commentary. You have your fucking mind. I'm not doing that. So, well, yeah, but well, let me ask you this. What would it take uh, for like some like a for them to include with a new collection or bundle for you to be like, OK, I got to get that. Anything? Um, what can you say? Yeah, like if there's like, you know, a lot of the horror movies we love, they have lost uh, scenes uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll find stuff like old footage. Like this is this is really cool. Uh, Scream Factory is coming out with a complete Friday 13th box set mm-hmm. uh, and they recently managed to find. Um, the kill scenes that were cut due to the MPAA of Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, this is like kind of like one of those holy grail moments for horror fans. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, but they, you know, they managed to find it because, like, one of the uh, guys who did the special effects still had it on a, a on a cassette tape oh, because shit. he because like, even though they cut it from the movie, they, he was like, "Well, let me get the footage for my for my." Um, like resume, like for my reels, right, like, right, you know? right. and so because he did all these crazy uh, effects, uh, and he still had it all these years later, and they managed to get in contact with him, uh, and like they had to go through this whole process with the VHS tape and like bleach it and dry it and all this stuff. Wow. Uh, but but what but where they're fucking up though is they're in my opinion is they're just they're adding it as like a bonus feature that you can watch these deleted scenes. I'm like recut it, put it in the movie. I don't care if it looks a little grainy. I don't care. Oh yeah, yeah, like, I agree. They, yeah, yeah I, I, just put it I, in I, the movie. You know, let um, us see it in context and then put it to the side as well if we right. want to revisit it as something. Right, you know, right? Like I don't care if it's not in if they can't put that in in like four HD or whatever like the rest of the movie. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I have a you know um. I remember when uh, they came out with this with uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and they were like, we have the uncut the uncut gore scenes. And I was like, fuck yeah. And they just have a disclaimer at the beginning saying, yeah, the quality's going to go in and out because these scenes, like, we had to unearth them. And yeah. it's and it's fine. It's totally fine. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. so those scenes are a little more grainy, but you can watch it all as one, you know? Uh, yeah. So that's where I think they're fucking up. And uh, I'm not buying that fucking thing. You know, I, I've got, <laughs> you know, I'm just not. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I did... Uh... You know, just to say, I, I, it is coming out very soon. My my uh, second wedding anniversary is October thirteenth, and I did text the link to this to my wife, my Sorry. wife, my wife, saying, uh, "Anniversary, hey, ha- this happens to come out right around our anniversary." Yeah, yeah. and uh, so you know, hey, I'm putting it out there, everyone. We'll see. We'll stay, we'll stay in, stay in well, tune. We'll figure out if I got it. Yeah. Well, th- this is another another one of those things with. Uh, with me where it's like okay i already have all of the friday 13th movies that i want to own i already have them. i, I, I don't you know? i don't own any of them like because i just will watch them just like streaming and uh on somebody's uh account That's... on somebody's voodoo account whose password i have you don't uh, even but... have you don't even have roy I don't, don't own, own I don't own Roy. You don't own I, the hard copy of Roy? Because I want to get a collection and I I saw this one coming out and I figured that's the one to get. Wow, you don't have a hard copy of Roy. Dude, I'm a, I live more in the digital age than you. I don't have as many uh physical copies of movies. I, I have a bunch of books and records. So that, you know, but that's okay. I'm getting it. I want to get it. All I just right. want the best quality that I can get. I just can't understand how you could have action figures of from a movie you don't own. That just seems macabre to me. 
I don't have to own it. I have it on the Voodoo right there on my TV. It's not the same. It's not the I, same. I know it's okay. I'm sorry. You're a disgrace. I know. <laughs> Dad? Oh. I was just going to say, like, you should be used to hearing this from the parents. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> of course not. Shouts out, Mom. <laughs> Shouts out, Mom. Uh, but, uh, all right. Well, moving on. I, I hope you get it. I hope uh, I hope you get the the, the set and uh, that's the, yeah, well that's the other thing like 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 when they when when the Screen Factory came out with the Halloween box set that I was talking Hold about. on like you, uh, is this branded content? Do you have some deal with Screen Factory? No, 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 no. Saying like, their no. name over no, and over, it's like no. you're. Con- I have to as long as I say it ten times, I've met my contractual. Is this something you're yeah. cutting me out of here, dude, or what? Uh, no, no. I wish, I wish, <laughs> I wish I was getting that box set for free. For, for mentioning it so much, but no, when that when they put out the Halloween one, uh, I wish I, that too. Scream Factory. Right? <laughs> when they put out the Halloween one, I was talking about it. Like, I was very tempted because it was the first time the producer's cut of Halloween Six was officially released. Was on that set, and like this has been the stuff of this was the stuff of legend. Like the the Halloween Six because it's a totally different cut, different ending, everything. Yeah. Um, uh, that like failed miserably with test audiences, and so they recut it and added a bunch more gore because that's what you do with a horror movie that doesn't do well. Um, and so I was, uh, I was like, oh man, I've always wanted to see this. Like I've read about it, I've heard about it so much, but I was like, I'm not paying a hundred something bucks just for that. And sure enough, you, you know, if you're patient, sure enough, it came out just as a Blu-ray on its own, and I was able to get it. You know, and that's what's going to happen with this Friday the Thirteenth Part Three footage. It'll come out. And eventually you'll be able to get it for 10 bucks on a DVD of its own. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I'm not going to bother buying this huge box set when I have most of the movies that I want anyway. You know. Well, there goes our Scream Factory uh, endorsement. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, because I didn't buy the Halloween one. I'm not buying the fucking Friday the 13th one. I, I don't like to try to I don't like when people try to trick me into buying shit I already have. You know, I, so, I, I, I understand. Yeah. So, uh but you know what? Speaking of Friday Thirteenth, let's talk about those. Let's talk about those sequels a little sure. bit. And of course, we've talked about Part Five and how much we love it, and Roy, Roy, Roy. So we're not going to go into all of that. But uh, I did want to talk about them because they're one of the series of sequels that I think were was done well. I don't think that they they had definitely had some down moments. They had some uh, like uh, Jason Goes to Hell that that were like really bad. But overall, Friday the 13th, I think, was one of the more successful in sticking with what made it work. The one time that they got kind of risky, much like uh, Halloween 3 got risky by, you know, like having a totally different story, nothing to do with Michael Myers. They got a little risky with part five, Roy, which we love, uh, because it's not actually Jason. It turns out to be an imposter. Um, Roy. But other than that, other than that, they really just stuck to the formula until they got to Jason Goes to Hell. And it's like, you know what? Instead of having Jason being this badass killing everybody, let's have him turn into a snake who jumps into people and possesses them, a la Shocker, a la Wes Craven's Shocker. A uh, la. Praise him. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Praise Allah. <laughs> Praise Shocker. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that wasn't a pride, proud moment. Not a cool-ass opening to that movie, though. Where that that also lady's like has, running and it's like it was bl- explosions like the FBI is trying to blow up Jason. It, it does, 
I will say it does have some pretty cool things. The director, I remember reading an article about him and how he was kind of like new. He was young uh, and how he was such a big horror fan that he tried to tie in a lot of things. Uh, a lot of people forget this about Jason Goes to Hell, but the Necronomicon is featured in it. And oh, it's yeah. very specifically the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, at the end of the movie, everyone remembers Freddy's hand grabs Jason's you know, mask yeah. and pulls it down to hell. So he's got like and of course, those two properties were also owned by New Line uh, at the time. And so he was he was kind of the impetus for the whole Freddy versus Jason thing. And he really wanted to see those two and Evil Dead with Ash kind of like all come together. Uh, and, you know, it didn't happen, but they're like he really uh, pushed for that. So I got to give him props for that. Uh, it's kind of the same thing with the, the, the screenwriter for uh, Halloween 6, which we were talking about. Uh, a lot of people are just like, oh, that movie's ridiculous. It's like, it turns out it's druids and there's this cult with Michael Myers and the Curse of Thorn. And I'm like, yeah, but have you seen part five? The guy had to really try to pick up the, the pieces, you know? Yeah. He was like the, the horses and king's men putting back Humpty Dumpty. You know, like, you know, it was just like, like, Halloween all the king's horses and all the king's men. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween four, awesome. Halloween five, they rushed to make it. They they made it like within a year's time. The script wasn't even done when they started filming. Like they were just talk about flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. And so like there's so much nonsense, like the man in black that they never explain and all this stuff. And so the the next person had to like try to make sense of everything that happened. Uh, whereas the people who made Halloween five didn't even know what was going to happen. They didn't even know what the fuck they were doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I give him credit because not only did he try to make sense of it and did a decent job, in my opinion, uh, tying it all together, but he went back and watched all of the movies and read all of the novelizations, which have some stuff in them that are different from the movies Whoa. and really tried to tie it. He was super dedicated. <laughs> he tried to like tie it all together and, like a lot of the time you'll see Easter eggs in movies now, like for example, the new Halloween movie that we, you know, that we don't like, Ugh. but that, but so it has heavy, Easter they're eggs. They're so heavy handed though. Like, yeah, they're so heavy handed. Like you're so obvious. Like the, one of the Easter eggs is like, you see kids trick or treating wearing the Halloween three masks. You know, they're very obvious. The Easter eggs in Halloween six, whichever version you watch are really, really deep, like deep cuts, man. You know, like names of like people who like run the pharmacy in the, in the, originals and stuff like like yeah. they don't have even have the characters but like some of the names of the streets and the and the businesses like all little things like that that really make it feel like one universe it's really impressive and even though the mervy the movie isn't great i really got to credit the guy who wrote it so who is, how is the mervy though the, the movie that's the like, movie's not happens. great but is the mervy good you know what happens when i drink i get a little tongue twisted and especially when i get excited and you try to practice kissing <laughs> When your tongue twisted. Yeah, blowing loads into a cantaloupe. Oh, God. <laughs> Urkel. <laughs> Fucking Urkel. Just you pumping rest. loads into that. You it rascal. is just full of... <laughs> oh, Urkel, you rascal. You load-pumping <laughs> rascal. You dirty son of a gun. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, anyway. By Urkel's cantaloupe farm. Anyway, Friday the 13th is what I was trying to, to talk about. Before oh, I was, was going to bring up... But uh, oh, off on a tangy, we did go off on a tangy, which uh, shouts out. We were talking about Jason Goes to Hell. That was also when things were 
it, it, like didn't like the license some, some guy, it got fucked up to where it couldn't be Friday the 13th anymore it had to be like Jason yes. because yeah, you had Jason go to hell Jason goes to New York or, it's or so weird. They had the rights to they had the rights to everything except the title, which is really weird. But yeah, they couldn't call it Friday the Thirteenth, so that, you know they just could call it Jason. Um, that's so fucking crazy. It's and weird. That's why yeah. we can't get a decent Friday the Thirteenth? Is that remake? I'm not acknowledging the. No, let's not. Let's not. I'm not going uh, to. No, no. Like the the rights have been so tied up for the last ten years. It's been a lawsuit that like we haven't had one of any kind. With um, who? Like some old man? Is he like up in a tower? Like you know that I don't know. guy with drinking fingernails and piss or something? Just like just drinking fingernails. <laughs> now his tongue twisted. Let the uh, rights go, old man. Yeah, Let us have know. some Friday the Thirteenth legit shit without having to do these backwoods cut around bullshit. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And also, but Roy. But as far as like um, the the big popular horror series, I think Friday Thirteenth succeeded more often than not. Um, the first six films are solid. I like the first six films very much. After that, they get a little weak. Like seven is weak. Eight was a huge disappointment. Everyone knows. Like we were like, oh man, Jason goes to Manhattan, and then like ninety percent of the movies on a boat. Like we don't need to get into all that. Every horror fan already knows that. So interesting about it. <laughs> they fucking did that. <laughs> the fucking nah, electric, like, electrical line under the boat and shit. And yeah, it's so it's so like it was such a disappointment. Yeah, just, like, and I had a long conversation about that too. Like yeah, he's yeah. like, aren't they just on a boat the whole time? I'm like, yeah, yeah but they're going to New York. And he's yes. like, yeah, but. They're on that yeah. boat the whole time. The whole how, fucking time, how, dude. How does that make sense? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> You're no, right. No. But even with that, they have they do have some some good nudity and good kills. Uh, so it's not a total loss, but it was a very diff- disappointing movie for everyone who was like, oh man, he's going to Manhattan. Like we were expecting Jason in the big city through the movie, and that's not what we got. Um, uh, and for me, particularly because I'm from New York. I was like doubly excited to see Jason go to New York. And the original poster art was the I heart New I heart. York mm-hmm. logo. And he's like cutting through it. And that became a big controversy because like the city of New York was mad about it. Cause like, we don't want to be associated with this horror trash. And so like they threatened to sue and that's why uh, they pulled that. And that, and that wasn't, they, they pulled that poster, that promo. And then they changed it to the one where it's him like lurking over the city, like this giant with this weird silvery mask um, did, that, did, that you re- might remember from the VHS tape. I was, uh, did they do, did they not do one where it was just like, I thought, and then it was the hockey mask, New York. No, there like, one of, like, like that. Like they had that on like t-shirts and stuff later. Like, that wasn't an official later. thing. No, no. The poster was, he was cutting through the heart and it was his face behind yeah. I remember seeing that one. I I just I thought you know I guess you're right. I just I've seen we've been to of too many course. horror conventions and seeing too many crazy things go yeah, by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course so. I'm right. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> right. What was I thinking? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, Friday Thirteenth I think did did very well. But some of the other ones we mentioned, you know, you mentioned uh, Hellraiser that really went off the rails. I think the first two are good, and then after that, it's it's pretty. Pretty rocky, except for five. I do like five. Um, but for the most part, the majority of them are, are really bad. Um, in in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, I liked I mean I liked some of we talked about this. Yeah, I think the did. new one I think the new one is pretty cool too, if anyone hasn't seen it. It's very really creepy and weird. Mm. Uh, That's the one without Doug Bradley, right? 
it does not have Doug Bradley in it, but yeah. what are you going to do? It's not his fault. I mean, can that's I the just... quote. That's the quote on quote. I think the subtitle of it is Hellraiser Great no. Value. No, there's one before <laughs> it. The one before it also does not have Doug Bradley. Well, they're they're both and that one's not that good, but this one, like Judgment, this last one was pretty cool. That was a cool concept. It's called Hellraiser Great Value. <laughs> it's the name. You know what? You're right. It was worth repeating <laughs> that joke again because it now was, it's because funny. I now it's you interrupted funny. me. You interrupted me. No, no. I didn't make sure everyone heard my awesome. Everyone joke. heard it the first time, and it wasn't funny then. Mm. How's it feel, dude? Oh, it's it was, it feel? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, it was. Yes, you're right. Um, of course, I'm right. Um, it's me. Damn it, we're <laughs> back. <at> that. <laughs> you, 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 you keep walking right into that. You keep walking into that. So yeah, I think Friday Thirteenth did pretty well. The other one, the other series that I think uh, did well, as far as like the you know the big slashers, the big horror series franchises, uh, I think Nightmare on Elm Street did really well. Course, for the most part, yeah. Um, a lot of people but, but, will, will bash certain ones near the end because Freddy became too much like a stand-up comic. Uh, I mean, here here we had this this scary monster who was beloved by children. So, yeah, there's definitely a serious complaint in that. Um, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is one of the scariest films I've ever seen. Truly. Uh, yeah, but, then you get, but then you get to, like, Freddy's Dead, and it's borderline cartoon. So And, and J- Jason did not get that way. That was another... Like Jason no, didn't get really no. cartoony or no, stand-up yeah. comedy thing as well, but but None like that's, yeah. but but Freddie's like you know his kind of lean into that is part of what endears him to so many people. Sure, yeah, um, he became like a pop culture phenomenon, you know, and his like, and of course you like want to say bitch, like bon appetit, bitch, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, you just want to say prime bitch, time, yeah. bitch, you just want to say yeah. bitch after everything. You want that? You want the razor claws? Bring on, you know taking care of right, business right. no new, no new stuff you know what i mean you know bring on chili willy that kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um yeah so like i i think that series did really well but freddie did branch off into some other stuff like freddie's nightmares the short-lived tv show mm-hmm. um which is oh god it's really bad um it, 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 it takes place in a diner right that's the diner one right or, no, 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 no. Freddy's Nightmares was a TV series. It ran no, for I know, but in it, the 80s. Uh, and it was, it was not always, it was like, Freddy would introduce them. It wasn't always, some of the stories were about Freddy, but other ones were just like scary stories, kind of like a Tales from the Dark Side type of thing. Yeah, um, I know. I thought, I thought it's, but they were awful. Centered around a diner <laughs> of, some, of some kind, like that was like the base, like it always, like there was something weird about a diner. I thought, for that series, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I mean, maybe it with something. Of, you may be thinking of episode uh, of Nightmare Four and Five, the movies, because uh, no, no, Alex no, no, works no, in the no, diner. Oh no, 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 I'm thinking of this. I know what you're talking about with the series, but I'm guys. I'm just conflating it with something else around that time that was like. I that. mean, unless I'm remembering but, wrong, uh, because I haven't seen it forever. This doesn't. You can't get this on DVD. It was never released. Oh yeah, I know. Um, you can't find that one. But I, I have that Friday the Thirteenth box set. The series, which has nothing to do with Jason at all, right? That has nothing to do with Jason. Yeah, it's like yeah. the X file pre X files. It's a Canadian yeah, show. Absolutely, yeah. I really enjoy it. I think a lot of the that the had some good stuff. Fun. Yeah, uh, no, that it, had some good stories. Whereas Freddy's Nightmares, not so much. No, but it, and that was only like one season, right? They didn't do any more seasons. It was two. It was two. It was two. Um, uh, but there is one really noteworthy thing: is the first episode is a prequel. Uh, where Freddy is alive and like it has his trial and all that stuff, 
and even more interesting uh, because of course Robert England plays him and everything but even more interesting is that was directed that episode uh, by Toby Hooper of Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame oh, Poltergeist yeah uh, so, late Poltergeist no no he directed Poltergeist don't don't pull that Spielberg directed it bullshit because anybody who says that is is retarded it's like if like Spielberg produced a lot of stuff. He that doesn't mean he 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 directed the Goonies. It doesn't mean he directed Back to the Future. He didn't. You look at Poltergeist and you look at scenes like the guy ripping his face off, and you look at the scene like the woman in the the pool with the, like the body shooting up from the mud. That is that is pure Hooper. Like that has Hooper written all over it, dude. Just because it has a touch of Spielberg like you know fuzziness and like glitter. That does not make it a Spielberg movie. That's a Toby Hooper movie. And anyone who says otherwise, I will fight you in the street. I have touched a nerve. No, it makes me mad. I like it. <laughs> it makes me I, mad. I, all right. I'm just, I'm, I don't have any opinion. I mean, I trust you. You're right. You are right. Of course you are. Of course I'm right. That's another shirt. Of course I am. <laughs> Hashtag, you're on the back like, <laughs> yes, it's of course me. I am. Backing a finger. Yeah. Make that shirt. That one comes out. The pre-orders of Off on a Tangy first, then this one. It's going to be great. <laughs> so yeah, the only Nightmare movies that kind of strayed away, because uh, we did talk a little bit about risky sequels, uh, they had a risky sequel too. They had uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. New Nightmare. Yeah. yeah, which a lot of people love. I personally don't. I thought it was a little too meta. I thought it was a little too self-serving. I don't like movies where people play themselves. I just think it's kind of pretentious that I don't like it. Uh, it just didn't work for me. But a lot of people love that one. Uh, and then, of course, there's the sequel, which is just as unmentionable as the Friday 13th one. Uh, total garbage that is not even worth um, thinking about. Freddy versus so, Jason? No, 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 yeah, no, the, oh. the Freddy versus, no. I'm talking about the remake, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Oh, that's, that's like, awful. Fuck that. Exactly. That is not even, that. I mean, yeah. that's just. Like, I didn't even see that, the fucking thing. They should have called it. They should have called it like something. Diarrhea. Like, they should have called it <laughs> Diarrhea the movie. It's a movie. It was, it was not. Well. It, it really did shit on like the character of Freddy. It took it yeah. all. It sucked all the fun out of anything that this had, and yeah. it took itself way too seriously, and it didn't work. And sucks. I think, yeah. but that's just um, my opinion. I didn't even bother seeing the fucking thing because and, to me, like certain people, certain actors are certain roles. No one can be Freddy except Robin England. No one can be Rocky except for Stallone. You know, it's just like you, you just can't do it. And uh, so, yeah, it's not like Jason or Michael or, or, or anything where it's just a guy in a mask. You know, like Freddy talks. He has a personality like Robert England is that character. So no, no England, no Freddy. That's that's the rule. That's my rule. I, I, and this is going to be one time that well, probably one of the rare times that I completely agree with you. <laughs> 100 percent because like just, this episode people because i mean i while i while i mean i love all i mean i love friday the 13th and i love roy of course to death uh but you know i probably i i wa i was more into freddy growing up i guess only because it scared me so bad yeah the first one sure. like i saw like 20 minutes of it my, oh, my friend's terrifying. house when i was in second grade and i couldn't sleep for two weeks like oh, I, I could see in those terrifying. long arms yeah. go yeah. across the fucking things and scrape it oh my god it scared the should i if my mom were here right now she would tell you fucking stories about like yeah he was so scared of freddy yeah, anyway yeah. mom save it 
Uh-huh. Shut up, mom. But it really scared me. But then when I, you know, and I even remember looking at like in the video store because like the grocery store used to have a thing where you could rent videos in the corner and they had all like Nightmare on Elm Street, one, two, three, whatever. And they were just the covers scared me yeah. uh, when I was such a little pussy yeah. ass kid. GP, giant pussy. No, those those, uh, those covers are great. Like the 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 artwork, the paintings of like those covers are really intense and really beautiful. Uh, I, I like even even for some of the movies where I'm not as crazy about them. Uh, like the the artwork is is stellar. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like Freddy had some interesting sequels. Of course, Part Two is very much known for being the the gay the gayest horror movie. Uh, ever made and that was a kind of a, a problem for star mike Patton. uh there's a really good documentary no scream queen about him we talked uh, about yeah yeah i was just i'm just running through him quickly um no I'm, I'm i'm sorry i'm just i was just i was just like contributing like you hear yeah. my dog back there barking i do Cerberus, have a good time what the fuck he's partying so i think somebody's at the house because that's the only reason you'd be barking like that but okay it's a delivery it might be freddy oh it might it's be freddy. freddy it's probably freddy yeah that'd be um, cool anyway go ahead no, 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 i was just i was just saying um uh that yeah like uh freddy too is also um like i appreciate like the fact that it's like celebrated as you know the, the gay freddy and it and it should be because it's it's a it's gay um but uh uh the thing that, that always bugged me about that one is it's the only one that doesn't really have much to do with dreams. It's more about possession. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Comes out into the real world at that like pool party at scene. At that He's party, like, and that, it's so yeah, jarring. It's so yeah. Jarring. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't Freddy. This isn't like. He's the, the, the dream guy. He's the yeah. nightmare on Elm Street. How do you like? It's right there in the title, people. Nightmare. Yeah. What are you doing? You know. So th- that one bugs me. I don't like that about it. Uh, but it is yeah. an amazing movie. That is a huge complaint with a lot of people, I think, and yeah. and, and myself included. But yeah. it is it is kind of just that scene is so crazy because he's like the the kids are like cowering like on either side of him, and he's just like, <sighs> you know, just kind of like standing there like waving mm-hmm. his fucking arms around. I was like, why aren't you just like knifing all of these? Kids? Yeah, turn it's this that, pool like, like it's scary blood, bitch. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Blood, you know, blood pool, bitch. And like, and it turns out somebody's having a dream of this, and that's how, and then all these kids yeah. die party or something that's how it should maybe should have been but i you know whatever it was his own thing yeah but i liked all of those i do i do have like the i do own all of that in a collection like one of those the older dvd ones where all the spines line up and it's like i've got that same one you got that one yeah i have that one same one that was one of the first dvds i ever got was that box set oh wow like 2000 or something yeah and i and like i was so stoked to get it uh because it was it was all of them um, at the time, it was before uh, Freddy vs. Jason came Jason. out, uh, and of course, I have Freddy vs. Jason. I really like Freddy vs. Jason. I do as well. I, I own it as well, and uh, I think I it's really per- like I think it's it's serviceable. It's fine. It is. A lot of people try to do like dump on it, and I'm like, why? That movie's so much fun, and it's like, like, what did you like? They couldn't make some really great, like, scary and like intense story out of it. I mean, like, no matter what they did, they would have hurt. Or, or they would they would hurt one of the franchises or disappointed people. So they just went with a whole like no holds barred gore fest and battle, and it was just a ton of fun. I think a lot of people also uh, like to call out that the you know there was a derogatory 
word used by who right. was that? Yeah. Who, uh, uh, yeah, the, the one word. Yeah, she uses the F word to describe Freddy. It yeah, says, not, Come on not fuck, but the other F word, the one that, that is uh, uh, um, homophobic. Yeah. yeah. And that, I know a lot of people have, I've seen that come up when I'm looking at this movie and right. things like, like that's a major complaint. And it's not cool. Uh, but if you can compartmentalize that into the bad part, it's it's a fun. It is a fun fucking movie. It's Jason and oh, Freddy fighting each other, dude. Yeah, and Do the end of it's like the, the the finale is like a goddamn wrestling match for twenty minutes. They just like they just go to town on each other, and it's so much fun. And the kills throughout the movie are great. And you've got some super good uh, like hot babes in it. You've got um, um, uh, Kathleen. What the hell's her name? The chick from uh, Ginger Snaps. I forget her name. Uh, but the, the 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 star of Ginger Snaps, one of the greatest werewolf movies ever. Uh, she's she's uh, nude in it in a shower scene, and that was just borrero. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. I, uh, uh, can I tell you a funny story about this this movie and me watching it? Sure. Uh, Jason, Freddy versus Jason, I mean. Um, I didn't get to see this in the theater because my wife at the time uh, especially was not going to go to a horror movie like that with me. Uh, she, she would see some, she's like, no, I'm not seeing that with you. So I didn't go see it in the theater, but I like, I, as soon as it came out, I had, I, I went and rented the DVD. Right. right. But at this time in my life, I'm also, uh, in this like training management training thing with Starbucks. So I'm like off, I've been like shipped off to some other store where I'm basically just like the shadowing kind of manager. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm there and I, 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 I got the video, like the DVD in the middle of the afternoon. And I had to go to work and I was supposed to close that store with, with them. And I was like, there. I couldn't, I just wanted to watch the movie so bad that like an hour and a half into my shift, I, uh, I was, I told the manager, I was like, Hey man, I, I had my wisdom teeth out last week and <laughs> <clears throat> I'm still kind of hurting right so i think i need to get out of it. he's like okay well you know and he, he like that's awesome this guy this guy was such a fucking nerd uh yeah. that he was like okay well you know what go ahead and go home but here's the thing next time if you feel like you know maybe you're in too much pain to, to come to work or something like that you you know you 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 think about that ahead of time and you, you can call and we can do that and rather than rather than trying to come you know i'm like okay yeah save it i don't give a fuck uh, and I, I went home so I could watch Freddy versus Jason. That's that's amazing. Uh, you called out sick basically to see Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, on DVD. Good for you. you know, I saw it. I saw that shit opening day, man. Like I I could not fucking wait. I was so excited because they've been talking about it forever. Uh, there's been like you know ever since Jason goes to hell, they've been ta- they were talking about it, and you know that was almost like ten fucking years. Um, so yeah. Uh, and that Nika yeah. playset is pretty cool that they did of Freddy vs. Jason. Mm. There's yeah. an novelization as well of Freddy vs. Jason. And yeah, it, it's yeah, expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's expensive, of course. Of course it um, anyway, <laughs> there's some other like series that went on longer than people realize. Uh, uh, like, for example, um, Leprechaun. Oh, uh, Leprechaun dude, forever, movies. man. Dude. There's uh, as of as of right now, 2020, there are eight Leprechaun movies. <laughs> and this is another one that kind of goes off the rails in a way, uh, because like, OK, so you've got Leprechaun one and two. And then there's like the third one. He goes to Las Vegas. The fourth one, he goes to outer space. Yeah, of course, just like Jason. 
That's just like Jason, Jason and, and, and Pinhead. Hellraiser with part Certainly. four, Bloodline. They went to outer in space. space. Yep. That was the first in space one. And I was just like, what the fuck are they Everybody doing? Everybody has to go to space, dude. Dude, the like natural that, progression. That, I'm telling me, that, that killed the franchise for Pinhead. After that, it was direct to video, babe. Hey, dude, a year from now, we're doing this show in, in space. Because that's the natural progression. We'll be in space, and I'll be telling you, I told you so. Yep. On the first episode of Vital Space Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Or yeah. Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne in space. Or Vital Social Issues in Space with Chris and mm. John Maybe. Um, we'll see. We have plenty of time. So they did, they, like, they did eight of them. Part four, he was in outer space. And then in part five, they did my favorite of the sequels, which is Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> The hood, oh, yes. Now my dog's and it's also Bear's favorite sequel. Yeah, apparently. she spoke up. She she felt the need to speak up. She's like, "Hey, that's my movie." And um, that is if if you could if you could find a definition for jump the shark, <laughs> I would say that you just look up that movie and you're like, "Okay, really? I, I get it." You don't think you don't think Leprechaun in Space jumped the shark ahead of time? Well, that's kind of like a pre-cum of Jump the Shark when <laughs> when you when you realize that the next one is is Leprechaun in the Hood, then you're like, oh, okay, wow, right? Oh, wow. Well, here's where it gets interesting. This is where it gets weird. Wait, here's um, where it gets interesting. No, it does. Okay. It does because right. they had Leprechaun in the Hood, and you say that's Jumping the Shark, and I can't argue with it. But apparently, that one did did better than some of the ones before it. Really. Because because that was part five, and in part six, and this is true, part six is Leprechaun in the Hood 2. So it's Leprechaun 6, Leprechaun, Leprechaun in the Hood part 2. So it's like a sequel of a sequel, and it's like it's like it's out of control. Dude, that that's just what like what are they doing? You know, that's like a doing? foot like a footnote of a sequel. Yeah. Like a, I crazy. don't know, you know. That is madness. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so here's a, here's a, so they like later they did like uh, the, that was the last um, one with Warwick Davis, the original star. Um, rest in peace, power. Rest in power. <laughs> Not dead. So uh, he, uh, he's dead to me. Well, okay. I guess that's harsh words for the guy who, who played Wicket. But uh, and Willow, uh, so so, so uh, he uh, uh, th- that was the last one, and then they do two other ones uh, like with like rebooted it and and like the ones that no one cares about. But um, I remember reading this really interesting story about how apparently Warwick Davis was at some film premiere with Johnny Depp, and this mm. was like before Warwick Davis was booted off of Leprechaun. And when Johnny Depp was uh, having a lot of success with the Pirates of the Caribbean series. And Warwick Davis goes to Johnny Depp and he's like, I've got a great idea. <laughs> Leprechaun meets the Pirates of the Caribbean. And he was like really trying to pitch this. Oh, <laughs> like no. Pirates of the Caribbean, which is this huge successful series, you know. And Leprechaun is like bottom of the barrel, direct to DVD. And he's like, no, it'll be great. The pirates can, like, find some gold that the blocks of the leprechaun. And he tried to, like, he, like, went this whole pitch for it. God bless him, Warwick Davis. You went he, for it, baby. He tried. He was trying to marry those universes together in some, totally was. some kind of gold-chasing uh, <laughs> way. 
Hey, they both buy gold. Them. They do. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So yeah, it's uh, that's kind of funny. Um, what a time. What did, a he time. Get, did he get booted from the series for a reason, or just no? Like, they for, just I don't think so. They just wanted to reboot it. You know, like they, you know how it is. They're like, we'll just reboot something, and that'll make it that'll make people interested in it again. Um, and of course, that usually doesn't work at all. So I don't know why they keep doing it, but they do. Just like, well, I mean, let's see how Vital Social Issues in Space does, in space. which is the reboot of the podcast. It could turn out to be a great success. It could. Yeah, because uh, like from what I've been told, they're having we're not even going to be on it. It's going to be robots versions of us, a la Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. They're going to like the robots going to kill us and take over the show. Yeah, but then they're not even going to act like us. They're going to transform into like a fax machine and uh, yes, yes, uh, like a shred. I, for one, am in favor of this. <laughs> You're already to, ready to quit. Sixteen episodes you know, in. <laughs> I think I think this will be a good change. I think our fans will enjoy it. Um, by the way, do you happen to know? This is a fun trivia question that I've always enjoyed throwing at people. I like do you happen mine. to know what fictional character uh, has appeared in the most movies of all time? The devil. <laughs> That's not a bad guess, but some people would argue that well, that might not be. Oh, fictional. okay. So outside of that, so we're uh, talking uh, about we're talking about a fictional character, like one that can actually. Be, we're talking. Uh, that's the same person. Um, we're talking about a, no. I'm talking about a character that like you can actually trace back to a like you know the writer who created it. Like it's from a book, a novel, not the Bible. Fictional character. There's a lot of Kit, dead air Kit for the car yes. from Knight Rider. Yeah, absolutely. Kit the car from Knight Rider has been in novels. A lot of people don't know this since 1776. Yes. See, now you're doing my bit, dude, where you're making up yeah. stuff, and I think it's funny. Yeah. Well, that was a really, really, tell really me. poor answer. Um, tell so, me what it is. I can't, I can't think. I don't know. Of course. And we don't want a bunch of dead air on this show because you're stone brain dead ass. So I let's gave go. a fucking guess the devil. <laughs> I guarantee you, which is not real, is the most fucking That was an effort. That was an effort. I'll give you that. But no, I'm talking about a fictional character that was like, like I said, you can like attribute it to a particular writer and everything. Uh, It's actually Dracula. 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 Not just vampires. Not just vampires. Dracula himself. Count Dracula uh, has appeared in almost 300 films played by different actors. Um, the closest runners, runners up to him are Hamlet and Sherlock Holmes. Um, and it's funny because I'll, I'll throw this bit of trivia at people and they'll say dumb things. Like people just think in modern terms. I'll be like, what character has been portrayed the most movies? And they're like, Batman. I'm like, no, you got to go way back. You got to think older. I mean, like, what, what the hell, Batman? No, not Batman, you idiot. You know, I kick Batman's ass. What's Batman had? 10? 10 movies? Like, come on, no. Dracula's at almost 300, you know? So. Yeah, no, that's what I was trying to think. I thought it was like a trick question like that, where I w- you would say something like, uh, Rumpelstiltskin, and you'd be like, no, the devil. And I was trying to yeah. out-devil you, dude. That was what happened. Well, well you you weren't I too love- far off. It was Dracula, but I'm... I'm hey, guess what? Anyway. You were right. I know. I know. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for admitting it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. So, moving on. 
Um, I wanted to talk about some of the other uh, horror franchises before we get like into books and stuff. Um, you know, because like we're both horror writers, we're horror fans, so like I mostly focused on horror movies with yeah. what I wrote down. But before I go, like, did you have certain franchises you want to talk about? About you know any sequel? I can just talk about sequels. I mean, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not... I was just I was just focusing on franchises at the moment. Um, like you know, movies that didn't have just a sequel, but had several sequels, at least three, if not you know more. Oh, oh. Uh, the only one that uh, man that I was that had three. I mean, I would say Back to the Future. I wanted to talk about right. how like part two. You know, you thought the whole thing was gonna be like laser shoes and you know uh you know future pepsis but it was a very small portion so i would i would say like while back then i would as a as a kid when i watched that i would never admit that i was disappointed but now i can admit i was disappointed by that and then part three came out and i was like oh man this is not good at all really but um, but, but back to the future is one of my favorite movies no, Back to the Future rules, and I, I personally was not disappointed with Part Two because I thought it had all of that stuff you just complained they didn't have, like all of the crazy new inventions and like you know. I wanted like, more of it. They had to go I back to the fifties and shit again. I liked it. Uh, I, I, I didn't dislike it. I'm just saying, like I thought that in my head, I thought it was going to be like. And Isn't I that crazy. Isn't it crazy to to think now though, like that that movie was like, oh, it's the future and everything's crazy, and that movie. Was took place in 2015. Yeah, no, isn't that so crazy? Cool. Think about now. Makes you feel old. It's it is. Fu- it's one of those funny things. Yeah, I, I do remember being in the theater and at the end of this movie, the like the to be continued part came up, and I was like, God damn it! I was so I don't know. I was like so mad that I was gonna have to wait for another one, dude. I was a troubled child. Don't fucking. Like it's so like you got all pissy out. about nothing. Jeez. Yeah, some of us had real problems, Richie Rich. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> But you know what? I, I, you want to know a fun fact about Back to the Future 3, the movie you hate the most? Um, I don't hate uh, it. It's, I just, it's not my favorite. It's the least favorite. I mean, favorite. you're, you're going to think I'm making this up, but it's true. My good friend, uh, Tangie, friend of the show, uh, been on the up. show. Her father won an Oscar for Back to the Future 3. What did he do? Aerial photography. I was because I was going to say like the photography in that movie, especially Ariel. I thought you were going to say. Was, that was my favorite part of the, the film. Everything like that. When, once they put cameras like on the ground, <laughs> so it kind of lost it a little bit. It kind of lost it a little bit. For oh, me. it's but terrible. All the aerial the shots come in. I remember I, I remember specifically just being in awe, just being like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Why can't the rest of the movie be like this? So that makes sense. That tracks. It does, doesn't it? It tracks. does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had to mention it. I had to mention it. No, it makes sense. Always, I, I remember now. Now, that. like I've drawn all these, I'm drawing all the things together. It totally. Yeah. T- I, I appreciate it. I, I wish are, I would have known. Say you're going off on a tangy about it. Off on a tangy. <laughs> she is literally like the third host of this show, with like her actually being on it and her being mentioned every damn time. On a tangy, and then and then also there's like just a statue of an Oscar on the back of the of the shirt. her dad's oscar yeah no he he works in in uh film and uh tv and stuff and yeah he um he does aerial photography and he's done uh he's done a lot of stuff but uh shit he doesn't listen to this does he oh god no why would he i don't (laughs) say i have to put a tie on now or Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
you better. Uh, so yeah, it's just a fun little uh, bit of trivia for those playing at home. Um, uh, so yeah, Back to the Future. I I, I get what you're saying, um, and I will agree that you know the sequels aren't as good as the first one, but the first one is so beyond good. It's such a great story, such a great yeah. concept. Um, so like, how could you possibly live up to that? I mean, the whole idea of like fucking up your parents meeting each other and it might kill you and erase you from existence if you don't get them back together. That's a genius concept. That is brilliant storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, the other two are just kind of frivolous in comparison. Uh, but I still like the second one. And even the third one, even though it's not great. I, I, I mean, it's not horrible, in my opinion. I, I, it's not like so it's not like Rob Zombie Halloween bad. But, you okay. know, it's, you know. <laughs> I don't dislike these films. I own the Blu-ray collection. You know, I was given as a gift. I love it. It's awesome. All the fucking bells and whistles. I'm just saying, be, you like you just said, part one is so beyond amazing. Yeah, it is. And it and is. the 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 way that that cons seeing that in 1985 when I was six seven years old, uh, captured my imagination to to an, such a degree where I was like, whoa, this is time travel or create like. You know, and then you see trailers eventually for this other one, and they they're flashing that future shit at you, and those shoes are so fucking cool in the hoverboard. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. All you wanted was a hoverboard. I drew pictures of hoverboards on my home, like on my fucking notes in class and shit. Okay, so this is why you're truly mad is because 2015 come has come and gone, and we don't have hover hoverboards. That's where your real grudge comes from against Back to the Future Two. Well, I mean, and there's a piggyback grudge because there are quote unquote something's. Called but they're bullshit. Board, but they're but on they're wheels. Bullshit. They're on wheels. That's they're not, not a board. Just because they no, call it something doesn't right. make it that. You're right. Yeah. You figured it. You got to the bottom of it. I'm, I got a double grudge against hoverboards. You know, and I'm also just... those Nikes. I want some. And like, the, if you try to buy those today, they're like fifteen thousand dollars or something. They do exist, though. Yeah. Yeah. The, they Nike made a, a select amount of them. Like yeah, I watched yeah. some te some tennis shoe collecting show for a couple episodes one day when I was bored. And the first episode, like some guy, like a rapper or something, brought in those to trade into them, and they were like, "Whoa, these is like a or something happened with those yeah, shoes." Yeah. But they were badass looking, dude. I, of course I mean, they are. Yeah. when well, we, you know get, I really we get that fuck you money, we're both getting a pair of those, dude. Oh, you goddamn right. You know what but, I really want uh, that Marty has in that movie um, is the air conditioned jacket. That that is my dream uh, to be able to walk around in the summer with an air conditioner strapped to my body. That's my dream, dude. That I like. I hate being hot so much. Um, I, I just it would make me so happy. But um, well, let me tell you a couple things about that. First of all, that jacket exists from an aesthetic standpoint. You can buy that jacket to cosplay or whatever. Uh, second that. of all, second that. of all, that technology of cooling does exist and heating. Those ja there's jackets that heat you. Uh, yeah, but I don't want that. I want an air-conditioned jacket. I want cold blowing through my jacket. I don't want to look like dried himself. I don't. Too. I don't want to be heated. I want the fucking air-conditioned jacket. I'm don't just saying, fuck me. We're so close to cracking it. Look, we have all these components already. Is all I'm I saying. Know, I know we're getting there. We're getting there. One so. day, my dream will be realized. So ghoulies. Uh, I love ghoulies. Yeah, ghoulies had four movies. Four. A lot of people I'm, don't I, remember. Don't be mad at me. I'm not. I, I didn't think we were going to Ghoulies. I'm not super familiar with all of them, nor do I remember 
all of them. I just remember seeing them all like on a clip of a stony afternoon. Well, to be fair, um, you really only need the first two. Um, the first one oh, is shit. a lot of. Uh, are you okay? Nothing. Did you, did you spill your bong water? No, uh, nothing. This is earth, a minor earthquake happened. It's fine. Okay. All right. Tremor. He's Tremors. Crazy. That's that's another one. That's another one that had a ridiculous amount of sequels. Yes. Yes, it did. Uh, pretty much that's the only thing keeping Michael Gross going <laughs> is those movies. You know? uh, yeah. The, those, like, the second one kind of is kind of fun because uh, they do some new things with the, with the uh, what are they called? The worms. There's a word for them. There's a name for it. I don't remember what it is. I really ghoulies. just love the first one. They're I'll be on that. Ghoulies. No, they're not called ghoulies. Ghoulies are called ghoulies. And ghoulies, um, the first one I love. Uh, you know, it's just this fun movie. This guy gets into witchcraft. He has this party and he has all these little, uh, uh, all these tiny little monsters. One looks like a cat. One looks like a gremlin. And like, you know, they pop out of the toilet. It's yeah, a the it's famous a toilet scene. That, I love that, it. I love it. That, that was a, of, a video cover that I would see in the, the store and be like, right. oh, that's when you instantly recognize. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely. I'll never forget that, that image. I have a t-shirt of it and I have two, two different resin statues of the ghoulie in the toilet. Two different ones. One of them's here in my office right now. I'll hold it up to the camera. Actually. Hold it up. This is like, oh man, see, you, see look Jesus. what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Right. right. It's fine. Oh, that's that's really cool. Oh, that's badass. That's legit. Um, I like that. Uh, and I have another one uh, that's actually in my bathroom because I was like, I want one in the toilet. <laughs> is it the same like one? Is it the same statue? No, it's a little bit different. Um, Full Moon put out two of them. Uh, right. The first one was done by uh, Homemade Horror, uh, the guy who makes a lot of these things uh, in his own house. He just, like, bakes them in his own oven and stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, and that was the first one. And then they did this other one because this one, as you can see, you can actually take the, the ghoulie out and mm. uh, you can position him any way you want. Uh, but he really only fits on the... On the in the bowl, uh, I was excited at first because I thought, from the way they described it, I thought you could like the ghoulie was a complete ghoulie, like with legs. Oh and yeah, things. yeah. Uh, but it's not; it's just from the waist up, you know. And so, like, you could really only stick it in the bowl; otherwise, it looks stupid. Um, so, uh, Charles Band, you owe me. But uh, anyway, on notice. Uh, uh, so, are you least? Have you least seen Ghoulies one and two? Uh, I've I've seen all of them. I just don't remember. Like, dude, really? I don't remember. You've seen like, them all? <laughs> is there four? Is there four of them? There's four. Yeah, but have you really seen them all? Because I think in, you would in, remember. No, because it, it gets it, stupid. It was not. It was not in a way I would yeah. remember. It was like yeah. a hey, let's watch fucking goo like, and it was well, all. It just happened to be on problem. now on the background behind you like would, a lot of yeah. Okay. Well, well the ghoulies <laughs> gets really dumb. Um, uh, you know, as if a a little monster popping out of a toilet wasn't dumb enough for you uh ghoulies gets really dumb i really love the original ghoulies i really loved ghoulies too um and i remember having to like convince certain friends of mine who were just like ah, i only need ghoulies i'm like no you need ghoulies too ghoulies too see you called it you knew dude it was fucking greg it was mm -hmm. fucking greg you know i was like no greg you need to watch ghoulies too mm -hmm. and then he watched it he was like you were right ghoulies too and ghoulies. he was like shasta they were it was fresca god damn it, it was, was fresca, like, not Mountain Dew. <laughs> inside joke uh anyway uh no ghoulies 2 um 
Greg is, is screaming at his his podcast device right now. Yeah, he is. He's so mad. Uh, love you, Greg. But no, Ghoulies Two is is like Ghoulies uh, on steroids, and like uh, that's a very famous thing that people say in the industry that the, the sequel of of anything needs to be part one on steroids. Terminator, Aliens, you know that, that kind of it's it's that's what it is. It's like pumped up, and it's it's more intense. Ghoulies yeah. Two is crazy. Uh, you get a lot more gore. You get a lot more of the monsters. You get a giant ghoulie, uh, like man-sized ghoulie. Mm. Uh, that, that's a great sequel. It really is great. But then you get to three and four, and I wanted to see these movies for the longest time because I loved the first two ghoulies, but they were very hard to come by. And then sometime in like 2010 or something, there was an eight pack of horror movies that came out, and I have it. And like people were, were scrambling to get this. It was like some dumbass Walmart eight pack, but it had all these. It had all of these like out of print horror movies on it, like Nine Seven Six Evil Two was on it. Uh, oh, Chop wow. was on it. Chopping Mall is on it. Perhaps when Chopping Mall was hard to, to come by. Uh, shouts, out Holy... shouts out Wes. Shouts <laughs> out Of course. Uh, but uh, but no, like, thank you for throwing that in. Uh, but the Unholy is on it. Slaughter High. It was a great like a great pack of, of stuff that at the time was impossible to get. And one of the movies on it is Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. Uh... <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so these go to, to college hot diggity dog um this movie is the first time the ghoulies actually talk and it's the, the typical puppets it's the same puppets you remember the little mm-hmm. green guy the little cat-faced guy uh but they they talk like the three stooges they're like, hey, you knucklehead, wah, 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 and they smack each other and stuff. It's really, really bad. It's so bad, dude. Mm. And I was watching, I was just like, oh, my God, why? Why did they do it like this? Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a self-parody. Uh, it's not gory. There's not good kills. It's not a good movie at What all. college do they go to? I don't know. It's some made-up college. Ghoulie oh. High. Or, or, I mean, Ghoulie University. Ghoulie High. <laughs> Ghoulie University is what I meant. <laughs> nice. But, um, but, yeah, it's awful. It's god-awful. Uh, and a uh, funny little side story. The first time I met Kane Hodder, who, ever, like, you know, those who don't know, he was the guy who played Jason the most times. Uh, he's at all the conventions. The first time I met him, I was wearing my Ghoulie Ghoulies t-shirt and he looks at it and he goes hey i was in one of those and i go oh really which one he's like no i don't fucking know <laughs> like it's just like the best he's like i don't fucking know i was in one of them <laughs> and, and as it turns out he's in uh ghoulies three ghoulies go to college uh he was the stunt man on it and there's a scene where he's playing quote unquote one of the college kids <laughs> and he's like being rolled around in like a mop bucket uh they're just like being just like silly and it's, it's totally Kane Hodder you can tell as soon as you see him <laughs> so <laughs> but anywho okay when you like you you would think that's as low as they could get right I but would think you, that but you'd be wrong John Wayne much as I was wrong but you're you're right dude I, I am, but I wasn't this one time. Because oh. uh, I was like, wow, Ghoulies Go to College is about as stupid as they can get with this series. But no, they made part four, which is just called Ghoulies 4. 
the one thing that they kind of did right is they brought back the guy from the first one, the same character, same actor, uh, you know, who brought the ghoulies to the world in the first place, that son of a bitch. Uh, but where they fucked up is that, like, in all three Ghoulies movies, they were puppets. In Ghoulies 4... Are they CGI? No. Oh. Even better. They are little people dressed up as Ghoulies. <laughs> they are dwarves in Ghoulies costumes that look nothing like the Ghoulies puppets I, I, at all. <laughs> but they're supposed to be those characters? They're, well, not necessarily those kind but they're supposed to be ghoulies they're supposed to be and like this is a ghoulies movie they don't have the little green guy from the toilet they don't have any of them they just have these two uh these these two little people wearing these like monster costumes and they're supposed to be fucking ghoulies it is unwatchable i mean you're talking to the guy who who watched ghoulies go to college and owns ghoulie go to college i couldn't even like i could barely get through part four i was watching it like with my jaw on the floor you know it was like like if it was any worse it would be night it would be neither living dead the 30th anniversary edition where they included the new footage and shit uh, like uh, okay i'm looking at pictures i do see that they are the, the what the ghoulies look like yes you uh, see what i'm saying yeah oh and i think i do remember watching this yeah yeah okay but yeah but then it's got who is this woman in it that's like her titties are all out all over the place Oh, they always had titties. I'll give that to the Ghoulies series. They always had mega titties. Um, so, yeah, well, sure. uh, I could see how that wouldn't work. What a what a weird choice. But I don't know why they did that. All the other ones have puppets. I don't know why they they did that. But anyway, that was the end of Ghoulies. Shockingly, yeah. that killed it. Um, yeah. So, okay. So yeah. The, uh, I did have some other ones in mind to 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 rap with you about, uh, but did you have anyone you wanted to throw in, or should I just keep rambling? I mean, I I don't have I one okay. One of the things I wanted, well, I guess we kind of talked about was, or or maybe we touched on, uh, is one of the things I wrote down because I was like, are the what what are the like, what what do you what we consider the MCU movies like? They're not sequels like the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that, oh, that yeah, like yeah. 20 movies that tell one story, basically. But yeah. they're not necessarily sequels. They're all independent. Like, they're what, just what all is interlinked. That? I, yeah, I don't even know what you would call that. I guess I guess the term is just um, is universe. Cinematic universe is what they call it now. Um, yeah, because I don't think we've had anything like that necessarily. I mean, I guess you could say maybe the Universal Monsters. Um, because you had Dracula and the Wolfman and Frankenstein, and then you would have Frankenstein meets the Wolfman and, and kind of like these crossovers and stuff. Um, but again, that was more like we were saying with the James Bond, where you don't need to watch the others for it to make sense. Right. Um, uh, but it's funny because like way back in the day when they had stuff like that, you know, like, like for example, there are three, um, there are three creature from the black lagoon movies. There's creature from the black lagoon, Revenge of the Creature and The Creature Walks Among Us. Um, and that's a great example of how it wasn't until many, many years later, decades later, when sequels started to call themselves part two and part three and et cetera. Uh, in fact, the first movie that ever called the, the first sequel that ever called itself part two was Godfather Two. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the first sequel that ever called itself part two. 
Yes. I know that. It's, yeah, well, now you know, and no one's half the battle. Um, uh, I'm right, as you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was. Uh, T-shirt, I'm right, Christopher Triana. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and uh, then, like, it went into, um, uh, you know, movies, like, then, like, it went everywhere. Like, Rocky is probably the most infamous for using the Roman numerals um, uh, you know, for all of the sequels and everything it, 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 until they reached part six, and then they just called it Rocky Balboa, which was weird. I don't know why they didn't call it Rocky Six, but... Uh, because it was a yeah. new, it was defining like a new time for Rocky. Yeah, we talked about this. I cried in I the restaurant. You we know, both and, cried. We yeah. both cried. Um, yeah. So, uh, did you ever watch Mannequin? I wrote that down. Yes. Yeah. Mannequin <laughs> two. Uh, that's on that. I wrote that on my list. Um, I'm you know, so glad. It, it's got a Christy Swanson is in it, and. Uh, you know, I, I it was a uh, it was one of those movies that I just uh, wow uh, would watch all, all the, the time. Both of those se- both of Mannequin one and two, I would watch all the time. Of all the sequels, he he makes notes for Mannequin. God yeah, bless, God bless you, John Wayne. God bless. I remember me. Mannequin. I remember. I, I don't think I ever saw the sequel to Mannequin. Um, I never saw. I never felt the need, but I did see Mannequin many times as a kid. Mostly because I was so uh, crushing on uh, Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I like that's the kind of stupid shit I would watch when you're all like, "How do you not see these movies?" Is it because I've been watching Mannequin Two? Like, I've been watching Mannequin Two like a dude on repeat, <laughs> just like you know, doing my best. Like Hollywood was my favorite. You know, I liked Hollywood. Uh, that character, oh. he was great. Uh, it was just Hollywood Montrone. Yeah, it was just fun also because, you know, I was like, oh, man, that would be cool. I wonder if mannequins could come to life and I could fuck them, which is just what that movie was. <laughs> it, it really that's all that movie was. And uh, and they did it twice. Yeah. So I watched, you know, and I, that's what a great I mean, how to way to reinforce a behavior, you know, <laughs> no, no, we're going to make us we're going to double down on this. Yeah. There is hope. Yeah. You just keep going up to those mannequins and Macy's and kissing yeah. them. And you'll the, see. Kind of, the message was like, you know, you're on the right track with the with the sex doll. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're a lot more agreeable than women. On the right track with the <laughs> sex doll. I'm putting that on your tombstone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's another t-shirt at the very tombstone least. Pizza because... Tombstone pizza. And you know what? I'm wearing a pizza-related shirt. I didn't see it. What is it? Yeah, it's um. Can't see. I'll stand up. It's uh hot and, and saucy pizza girls. We from deliver. That, is that from a movie? Yeah, yeah, it's from a, a porn movie actually called the, the same title, Hot and Saucy Pizza Girls. Uh, it's a it's a porn film from like forty years ago. It's as uh, it starts John Holmes and uh, basically all these you know he runs a pizza parlor and all of these girls are the delivery girls and they bring the pizza and they also have sex with you um, when they deliver it. So, wow. It's, it's like the, the best of both worlds. Great time, dude. I know. Uh, but... Like as if getting a pizza delivered wasn't already awesome. Cause it is to like have a hot babe, have sex with you and feed you the pizza. I mean, is it, like, it was the girls were the, the women were the delivery people. Yeah, yeah, they were. They would show up and they would like they'd give you pizza and have sex with you. So basically, he was like, he was a pimp. He was like running a 
but they never call it that. You know, they're, but like he was basically just running a whorehouse out of a pizza parlor. Yeah. It's a great did, movie. Did you ever uh I have to, a fucking shirt <laughs> to bring to bring it back to pizzas and porn uh in a more modern time but also like maybe 15 years 20 years ago uh there was a a, a like a porn site called Big Sausage Pizza. I did know. you do you know what I'm talking about? I'm very like aware. that that was like the next like pizza fucking one but it was the reverse. Yeah. You know, always the guy always had his dick through the pizza. Yeah, that, like she, it was like, the same yeah, premise oh, every it was the fucking same time. Fucking stupid prank. <laughs> yeah, the guy, like the delivery guy, would show up. A, a beautiful woman would order pizza. He'd show up, like and she'd did. open, and he'd be holding the pizza in front of him. It was like dick in a box. Like she would open the fucking pizza, and there, and like his dick would be in the middle of the pizza. Um, but yeah. sometimes, like she'd sex- come in. He'd come inside and be in the kitchen. Yeah. She's like, I just gotta find my purse, and like, and then but he like, would always. Yeah, he would always have it in front of him, and she yep. when she finally opened it, there was his dick There's sticking his dick. out of the pizza. Um, because what's sexier than that? I mean, that's that gets me going. I tell you, so stupid. I only watched it to get to get directions on how to get away from watching it. <laughs> yeah, I was never. Uh, I am aware of it, but I was never a big uh, fan of it. Uh, I always thought it was too silly. Anyway. Speaking of silly, I want to talk about franchise fails. Okay. Uh, some of the series that really, unlike, you know, Freddie and Jason, uh, ones that really just failed. <laughs> um, Not bring up Hellraiser. No, no, no. We already we already ragged on them. But like Hellraiser, these two, the first two are really good. And then after that, they just are terrible. And they just won't stop making them. What is it? Well, the first one I wanted to bring up was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Texas Chainsaw One is a masterpiece. It's one of the greatest horror, horror films. Yeah, one of the directed best. by Steven Spielberg. One of the best. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a sausage pizza delivery and just smack you in the face with my dick, because that is sacrilege. Oh, that was funny. Steven, uh, Bill- no, like course, Steven so Spielberg cool. made some great movies. But I know. Had- I'm giving you a hard but, time. This is how I push your buttons. I know. I know. Too- I'm just going to say Spielberg has made some great movies. But he that never Super made- 8 movie. That sucked. No, he made a lot of shitty movies, too. But he made some great movies. But he never made anything remotely as good as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That movie is a horror masterpiece. It's fucking incredible. It's one of my favorite films. So... Ten years later, huh? So it's very good. It's very good. I once tried to uh, write a with one of the guys I was in a band with. We we attempted to write a musical version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, in which we sat and watched it like many times in a row with legal pads, writing like mapping out how we were going to where the songs would go, uh-huh. uh, and and like wrote like uh, I actually wrote a couple of songs for it just like one of them um well, maybe you could play one of them on the show sometime i'd have to go back and look at it but like uh, it was uh i don't know it was funny like at the end I, I just knew like i had the end mapped out when he's like you know and leatherface is all mad that he lost her and he's flinging yeah. his chainsaw around and she drives away screaming and cackling that he just like you know it goes back to leatherface and he starts singing the one that got away <laughs> <laughs> She's the one that got away, you know. Something well, you see, like that's that. that's, that's how a funny, it ends. That's a funny, a funny take on it. And Toby Hooper, who made the original, uh, was approached ten years later to make the sequel, and he decided to be funny with it too. Uh, <laughs> Canon Films 
we're all like, you know, Golem Globus. They were so excited. They're like, wow, we've got the rights to the, the, the scariest movie. We're going to have this big, scary sequel. It's 10 years later. People are going to be so stoked. And Toby Hooper kind of fucked them because uh, he made a, sat- a self-satire with part two. Uh, they thought they were going to get this great, incredible horror movie. And it was this goofy, silly horror movie, uh, which was very comedic. Um, and uh, I love part two. A lot of people love part two. I uh, like it. I think oh, Nick P totally. does not like it. I totally uh, like it. I enjoy it very much. Um, it's pretty fun. It's very fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, and like, I think they did everything they could with it because, like, how do you make a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre and do it seriously? It's such a perfect film the way it is. Uh, and, like, to try to do it again, it, it just wouldn't be good. Like, the only way they can make it good is just to is just go batshit crazy with it. And have like, okay, like it made sense they had a character who was out for revenge, you know, with Dennis Hopper and everything like that works. Um, and yeah, the movies, it's out of control, like, like crazy gory, crazy effects. You know, he like kicks the wall at one point and guts just pour out of the wall. It's yeah, just it's insane, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. It's very, right. and but... uh, speaking of your boyfriend, um, Rob Zombie, uh, all anyone needs to do is watch Texas. If you're, if you're a Rob Zombie fan and you haven't watched Texas Chainsaw 2, I implore you to watch it because basically all Rob Zombie does with his movies is just just rips off Texas Chainsaw 2 over and over and over again. That's really all he's doing. He even uses the same actors. Okay. Moving on. My point was is that this is, on. this is a franchise fail. After that, they did Leatherface which is part three. They did that in like 1990, 1991. Some people like it. Um, it, it really just doesn't do anything for me. I even tried to revisit it after. Are you okay? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, that's the saws, the law one, right? Uh, the saws family family. That's right. That's right. Sorry. Get it right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Sorry. I remember being really excited when that, that trailer popped up though. Cause like, it's just like, you don't know what it is at first. There's just this guy standing in front of a, a lake and everything. And the narrator is saying something like, you know, after 10 years, family comes back together or some shit. And like, all of a sudden it's like, boom, this chainsaw comes out of the water and it's glistening. And it says the, the saw's family and the guy grabs it. And it's like, Texas chainsaw three. And I was just like, ah! I was so excited. Uh, even though I was like 13, I was excited, but uh, the movie just didn't really work for me and i did try and revisit it again like 25 years later or something i finally was like you know i should revisit it because a lot of fans really like it yeah. uh, it still just doesn't do anything for me and then after that it just like it just went this like it just became a mess they had the next generation which i which was funny enough started matthew mcconaughey and uh oh reese with uh, Re, or is that right? Reese Witherspoon? Re, re, no, Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger, that's who it is. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, they were both in it, and they both, it came out after they were famous. Like, it got shelved yeah. for a long time, and they, like, fought really hard to keep it from being released because they were, like, both really famous at that point. Uh, uh, yeah, that I, was off. I would let it get out. I mean, it was, you know, they were in a fucking chainsaw movie, so what? They were, they were, but they, they, no, they didn't want it released because it was, like, a really bad movie, which is unfortunate because it was done by Kim Henkel, who co wrote. The original texas chainsaw massacre uh so he got he came with some clout but the movie just doesn't work uh and they had the the, the fucking uh remakes and then they had texas chainsaw 3d and all these things but like i can't think of a franchise that is more dead than texas chainsaw massacre even the guys who who created inside which is one of my favorite foreign horror films ever it's so good um they 
they had a stab at it with a, a prequel and it was and it was just like it's unwatchable. It's like why would they even do a prequel of Texas Chainsaw? Like it's like young Leatherface in the asylum. It's like Oh no. yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, I remember. No. Leatherface shouldn't be in the asylum. Who would put him there? His family who is equally batshit crazy? I thought he was in the um like in the kill house. Like he was in the kill floor or the butcher house. Like wasn't he No? So not that one? Well, like I haven't watched this shit, but the prequel of like he's like in an he's like in an insane asylum and stuff from what I know. Okay. Um, but it's just like no, we don't need this. We don't we don't need this at all. You know, like it's so unnecessary and like so uninteresting. Uh, we've been talking a lot about sequels, but I think this gives us a a, a moment to go off on a tangent and talk about prequels. Um, I'm gonna say right here, I despise prequels. I hate them. I think they're the most pointless goddamn thing in in the history of cinema. You don't see it in books because every book is smart enough not to do it. Um, the only books that have done it are books where it was a, a, like a really popular, like Get Carter, where it was a really popular book. Um, and then like a, the lead character dies in the in the first book. And it was so popular, like, well, if we do some prequels, we'll make some money. Uh, but other than that, you never really see it. But you see it a lot in movies. Star Wars and so forth. Uh, <coughs> yeah. How do you feel about prequels? Uh, I don't really need them. I can't really think of any prequels that I've like right. been like. Oh, I need to see that. Um, Can anyone name a good? I'm not. Prequel? I'm not. I'm. I'm not a Star Wars fan. So like, I'm not like one of these like people. I know that's a divisive thing with Star right. Wars fans. But there's nothing I can't think of anything that I would I was like, you know what? I wonder what happened before all this. Right. You know? They tell oh, you, you what know? happened before. Wait, you know the 30 minutes at the top of this movie where they just it was full of explication. Right. I wish I had a two hour version right. of that yeah. I was watching with my eyes. Even, even Star Wars, like Star Wars is ridiculous. They did three prequels. And it's like, how unnecessary is this? What do you find out that Anakin became Darth Vader and became evil? Well, no fucking shit. You know that in the beginning of the very first fucking movie, you know? So you don't need prequels to this shit. It's pointless. It's stupid. Um, I don't like, like, why would you invest in watching a movie where you already know the outcome? You know? It's kind of true, yeah. It's totally true. I'm so right. Um, Right, dude. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, prequels. Uh, uh, that's me giving the raspberry and the thumbs down to prequels. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a prequel guy either. I'm not a pre-cum guy. Nothing is more worthless and pointless and stupid than a prequel. <laughs> um, so m- moving on to other franchise fails, and this one had a prequel too. Okay, uh, the Terminator series. Oh God, that that See? one's hard too because. You know, Terminator is cool, but in Terminator 2 is so fucking cool. Oh, totally. And then yeah. it just like, it's like, yeah, we don't yeah. care anymore. And that's it. Yeah. And that's like, like the most memorable <laughs> thing about the, the sequel, prequel fucking Terminator movies 
is the rant that Christian Bale goes on that was like viral on like that you can listen to. Where right. he's like, we are done professionally, mate. You know, right, right, that was the was, best thing about those movies. Where he was all pissy because he yeah. wasn't getting his way on the set. Yeah, yeah. It's not that, in the movie. It's just like footage of oh, him oh, being oh, yes, a yeah. uh, being a pretentious douchebag on set. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a freak out on set. But that was the yeah. best thing to come out of those movies. You have to agree. Yeah. No, I, I do. I do. Because uh, every hey, sequence hey, in part would you two. Say I, would you say I was right? At the, you know this one time you were totally right. I know. How's it feel? <laughs> have yourself a little bomb. I know. To to celebrate. I don't need you to tell me to have a bomb <laughs> to celebrate. I'll if I want. Yep. So uh, yeah, uh, Terminator man. Um, I only did that because I wanted to because this is new weed that I'm. Yeah, yeah sure. It, and it tastes really good. <laughs> and also, shouts out to Brad Tierney who is trying to go hit for hit for me, uh, hit hit for hit with me on every episode now. So good luck, dude. Good luck. So yeah, Terminator was uh, an interesting thing because like you said, you really, really like Terminator 2 and a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people feel that part two is better than the first one. Um, I'm kind of on the fence with that because I really like them both. Uh, I think I, I, I like Terminator 1 a little better in the sense that it's scary. It's really a scary movie, whereas two is more actiony. Uh, yeah. But they're both awesome. Uh, and then that goes back to the whole James Cameron thing, where like you know, Alien is another another good one to mention. Where yeah. a lot of people argue that Aliens, the sequel, is the better of the two. Yeah. Uh, and I disagree with that. I definitely do because Alien, the original Ridley Scott, is very very scary. It's really scary. Whereas Part Two is more like explosions and shoot 'em ups, and it's a fun movie. It's a blast. But I don't think it's better than the first one because the first one is genuinely frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, no, absolutely. So I guess I guess it just depends on what you're going for. Alien is another one that just went berserk and had just just stupid sequels. Uh, but Terminator is worse. Terminator had just an, like an insane amount of sequels that are all unwatchable, uh, including a a prequel which was the Christian Bale one you were talking about. I think it's called Salvation or something stupid like that. It doesn't um, matter. Watch that. I don't know if you would even call it a prequel. I don't know, like, because the timeline's weird. It takes place in the future, but it's like John Connor. I don't know. It doesn't matter, dude. Who cares? It's bad. Is the point? It's bad. Yeah. So yeah, they're not even canon anymore. They threw those out of the canon. It's only part one, part two, and then the newest one that they just put out. Right. They pulled a Halloween. They pulled a Halloween where they're they're like, like, no, these don't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. And they also pulled what you would call a Disney. Where they wiped all the Star Wars canon away and kind of picked and choose how they wanted to put it together. Okay. I don't care about Star Wars, but that, that is what happened. That's a big qualm with Star Wars people. Really? I didn't know that they canceled out some of them. Like, like they did with Halloween. Like, no, not with Halloween. Disney with Star Wars, like they like all of the the novels that were written, not novelizations, hmm. they like canceled that all out of canon so like there's all of these books that were written pre-disney that are not now not considered canon well i mean but i don't care i don't know always ignore that movies always ignore that i mean you know like uh friday 13th nightmare on elm street even halloween they have they have these books that are novels that are totally separate from the movies um that have the characters and everything uh, and the movies don't acknowledge them in any way at all. I know, know? this is a Star it, Wars thing, and I think it's no, I yeah, know, I know, it's above it's our above pay grade, grade, is what I'm saying. It's above I just wanted to say 
that they do have that that happens like when people wipe away they candy. do i was just trying to make an example but i don't want to get into star wars fight with star wars people because that is gonna really put us down no i i don't care i don't care about star i don't wars. care either so yeah, yeah um, i have my deflector what i do nerds. care about <laughs> what i do care about is I, I feel like we should talk a little bit about books uh and book sequels um and what i wanted to do with a i had a little segue for this uh but before we go into it i want to uh, recognize it for what it is. So, without further ado, our next segment is One, two, three, four. book sequels. Book sequels. Na, 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 na. Book sequels. Um, Ejaculate. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so where do the, I, start? I thought I thought a good a good segue to this would be to talk about. The Psycho series. Uh, top of the show, I mentioned uh, Robert Block because uh, he did the uh, novelization of Twilight Zone. But mm. he was a very prolific horror author uh, who gave us the original novel Psycho, which became the Alfred Hitchcock classic. Um, the reason I bring this up is there are sequels to the movie Psycho and there are also sequels to the novel Psycho. And the story behind Psycho 2 is kind of kind of a, a funny story would you like to hear it john wayne i would love to hear this story that is funny please tell oh me. my god so funny um so before psycho 2 mm. the movie was well, well well it was about to be made it was they were talking about making it and this was uh several years later this was in the 80s early 80s universal of course owned the rights they wanted to do psycho 2 so robert block was like hey why don't you let me write it and they're like well let's see what you got you know uh and so he pitches them uh, a script, which they absolutely despised. They were like, this is awful. There is no way we want this to be the next movie. Yeah. Uh, and so they kind of butted heads on this, and he was kind of kicked off the project. Um, and so much so that Robert Block was not even invited to the uh, premieres of, of Psycho 2. That's like how much they butted heads, apparently. Wow. Uh, so what happened is Universal decided to hire Tom Holland to write uh, the, the screenplay for Psycho 2. Now, Tom Holland became a very prolific horror director. He gave us Fright Night. He gave us uh, Child's Play mm -hmm. uh, and several others. Um, and the rest. And, and the rest. Uh, and Psycho 2 is actually a really fun sequel. Is it in the spirit of the first one? No, it's not a great, like, suspenseful story, even though they try to give it many uh, Shyamalan-style twists. Uh mm -hmm. What it really is is just it, it kind of falls into the mold of the slasher uh, era of the time. The kills in it are awesome. They're really good. It's a really fun movie to watch as a slasher fan, but as a fan of the original Psycho, I'm you know I'm kind of like yeah, this is not really worthy of the name at the same time. Yeah, uh, but I do love it. I love it as a standalone. So it's a kind of interesting sequel. Now, the Robert Block Psycho Two, which he he ended up putting out the novel of what his idea was. Yeah. And we learn why Universal hated it so much is because they wanted to do a straight up horror movie. They wanted to do a scary sequel. Robert Block was like, nah, I'm gonna go with Psycho 2 and I'm gonna I'm gonna totally satirize the slasher genre, which was so huge at the time, with all these movies like Friday thirteenth and April Fool's Day and and the rest. Um so he did this. This basically, he basically wrote Scream twenty uh, or, or or you know fifteen years before Scream 
you know, where it was just a parody, uh, 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 like just satirized uh, the whole slasher genre where uh, Norman Bates has been in a, an institution for 20 years and then like manages to escape. He kills a nun, dresses up as the nun, and then he goes to the uh, he goes to a film studio where they're filming a movie based on his life and his killings and he starts killing everybody. And it's kind of like comedic. And wow. that's Universal was like, no, dude, we want to do a horror movie. <laughs> and he was basically pulling a Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw 2 deal. He was like, nah, the only thing we can do with this is satirize it. And like, they were not about it. So he was kind of ahead of his time. Kind of ahead of his time. Uh, Damn, I didn't know that. That's yeah. good. That's cool. Yeah. Or I'm, not cool for him. I'm full of useless trivia about horror stuff, as you probably have come to realize no, uh, what? Right, me of all people. What? No, I, I don't. Transformer. I don't, I don't know a lot of things, but I know horror inside uh, and out. So yeah, you do. I am. I'm a nerd. So they ended up doing Psycho Three, mm-hmm. uh, and Psycho Three was also not based on a book. Uh, Anthony Perkins, however, who uh, was the actor who played Norman Bates in all of the movies. He was finally given full reign, and he directed Psycho 3. And he kind of went a little batshit with it. You know, like, Norman has a girlfriend who's, like, clearly 20 years younger than him and stuff. It's just, he went kind of nuts. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's worth watching. It's worth, it's not as good as Psycho 2. Psycho 2 is really, really fun. Psycho 3 has its moments, but I I think what you'd really enjoy about it is how weird it is. Um, But so, yeah, uh, so that wasn't in in any way related to Robert, Robert Block's novel uh the third psycho novel is uh called psycho house totally unrelated totally different story yeah. uh does with it uh and then and then there was also the movie psycho Four: the beginning figure that shit out it's called Pre- psycho Four: the beginning. is that a prequel uh, well kind of but not really because it's still anthony <laughs> perkins playing playing norman bates uh, so it's it you know and like he's a hundred at this point. Uh, Did they write so, a book for that one too? No, no. Robert Block only wrote three Psycho books. This was the this was the, the movies. They did four Psycho movies, three books. But then, after Robert Block died, his apprentice, a, a writer by the name of Chet Williamson, he did a novel called Psycho sanitarium which is a continuation of the books so you have a fourth book not written by the original author but written by his protege so figure that shit out does that count i i guess it depends i mean you have these movies that are all written by different people do they count you know so it's 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 just kind of an interesting funny thing uh another fun fact though is like those books psycho 2 psycho uh psycho house there are other ones that are like really up there in price now because they're out of print. Yeah. To get like original prints of those, or, or just to get them at all because they're just out of print. So like you, you know, it's oh, hard yeah. to get them. Um, I have them, but um, they're not uh, not the easiest thing to come by these days. No, of course you do. Because people don't show no fucking respect for Robert Block. They got know? no fucking respect. They have no fucking respect. No you know, fucking like no respect. 
It's like mannequin too. They give it no respect, you know. I don't it's get like, no respect, you know. I tell you yeah, what, being hey. really rude, you know. I'm just doing my best. Mannequin too is a good movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, Smeal's manly, all right. I don't just saying. I don't get no respect, you know. Dude, Roddy Dangerfield is so awesome. Oh, so I can only hope to be a Roddy Dangerfield telling jokes on a stool with my dick hanging out of my robe at sixty-nine. You could only smoking hope. Smoking a joint in front of. You know, a sold out crowd. You can story of my life. Eh? Story hey. of my life. Hey. The other day I was born, the doctor slapped my mother. I don't get no respect. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh uh, yeah. So we wanted to talk a little bit about books. That was kind of the segue uh yeah. with, with the psycho stuff. Uh but there are other interesting movie uh related things to books with novelizations. One of one of the ones that I find the most comical is uh, David Morrell uh, wrote the novel First Blood before there were any movies. He wrote the novel. It's and an he ex- wrote Totem that we that book. The, that the Totem, yeah, absolutely. Totem. Which I yeah. recommend it to you, and you greatly enjoy it because once again, I'm right. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, he wrote First Blood, the novel, excellent novel. It was turned into a very good film, little different from the novel, but but still excellent film. Uh, uh, first blood uh but then you know um stallone got a hold of the rights and he decided to do a sequel first blood part two called rambo and he wrote the screenplay and it's very obvious that he wrote this because it's a total 180 from the message of the first one the first one is like oh war is horrible look how it fucks people up part two it's like machine gun craziness you know um so uh it's very obvious um, Heads explode like bags of chili. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, but the funny part is, is that there was a novelization of part two. So here it is, Rambo, first blood part two, the novelization based on the screenplay by Sylvester Stallone, novelization written by David Morrell. I did. You know what? Nick P sent me a link to that to where I was like, wait, what is that? And I, but he didn't know like the, the, the connection at all. Right. And I was like, I, I was looking, I was looking at it for a while trying to determine if that's what it was. And I'm glad that you said something because that is yeah. what it was. It's that's in, that is, it's insane. insane. That is insane. <laughs> that is. Can in, you imagine? Is that like double like, dipping or triple dipping? Like, what is I that? I don't know. Like, but can you imagine? Like, you write a you write a novel. It becomes so successful that it becomes a movie. And then the guy who starred in the movie writes a, a movie sequel, and then you end up writing what his vision was for the sequel, rather than like your own thing. I mean, I'm sure it was a great paycheck for morale. I don't blame him for doing it, but what a concept. What a weird thing! What a know? country! What a country! <laughs> yeah, that is that was pretty nuts. Um, yeah, yeah, that's insane. It's like it's like, again, it's like doing cover songs or something. It's like right. Anyway, what a time we live in. Didn't, so books were but, book, books were kind of a funny thing, and um, uh, like you know, because we talked a little bit about like the dime store novels and the continued series uh, of of stuff, you know, like um. Uh, you, you know, like uh, like all these different uh, like detective novels and cowboy novels and stuff. We had the serialized stuff, versus... serial stuff. Um, but then, uh, but then you have stuff that's like full on sequels, and there's some modern day stuff uh, or relatively modern. 
Uh, we talked a little bit on one of the previous episodes about William Peter Blatty and his novel Legion, which is his version of the sequel to The Exorcist, as opposed to The Exorcist Film Part 2, which is garbage. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he wanted his own version, and that became the great Exorcist 3 film, which is one of the most underrated horror movies of all time. Yeah, if, uh, I, we've talked about it a lot, but I do highly encourage people who have not watched it to give, to watch it. It's so right. worth to watch. Right. But then you have, uh, excuse me, but then you have the uh, the whole Hannibal Lecter series with Thomas Harris. True, uh, true. And they made a lot of movies out of those. Um, of course, there was Red Dragon, and they made and they did made Manhunter, uh, which was based on Red Dragon first and foremost mm-hmm. uh, as a movie. He had Silence of the Lambs, which became the movie, which was the only, the first and only horror movie that was uh, that won an Academy Award. Academy Award, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's crazy. I can uh, smell your cunt. I can smell your cunt. <laughs> Academy Award, dude. That wins the award, dude. Yep, that's how you win it. That's smelling how you cunts. win it. Yeah, flicking jizz and smelling cunts since 1992. Is that when that came out? I'm not sure. No, <laughs> no, it was earlier than that. Um, I think it actually was. Uh, 91 i think um if memory serves me but uh i did it i was within one year that means i win yeah you were pretty close uh and i think i mentioned this before but uh but hannibal was the third one and although that movie is not good the novel is insanely good it's one of my favorite horror novels it's so fucking good is um, it? I I think like I just like get didn't get caught up in the hype. I was like, fuck this shit, man. I'm not following. Like, you know, you know when movies come out and then people are like, oh no, I have to read. Like and then like all of a sudden Dan Brown yeah. is on the bestseller list. Right, right. Know? But no, this, this it's movie, like that kind of thing. I'm like, this fuck movie, you. This movie came out. I mean, this book came out before the movie, so it wasn't like a tie-in. He wrote mm-hmm. the novel first, and in fact, the reason Jodie Foster isn't in the movie is because she didn't want to do the extreme stuff that's in the novel, which didn't end up in the movie anyway, because it was just too intense for mainstream Mm -hmm. audiences. It's really brutal. The ending is phenomenal. They changed the ending, of course, for the film. Um, And I'm not going to give away what happens in it. I want people to go ahead and read it. It's really, really the, to me, it's the best book in the series. Uh, But on the flip side of that, you have the one that followed it, which is Hannibal Rising. Uh, now you talk about a cash grab. Thomas Harris should be ashamed of himself with this, uh, because they decided to do Hannibal Rising, which is a prequel. So already it's bad. Yes. Uh, but they decided to do this, and so they were like making the movie of this while he was still writing the novel. Uh, I've never been more disappointed in a book in my life than when I read Hannibal Rising, because here I had read Hannibal a few years earlier, blown away. I thought it was a masterpiece. It is. And Hannibal Rising, like, it reads like a fucking screenplay. It's so weak. It's so, so he's weak. writing it as they're making the movie? He's writing as they're it making the movie, yeah. Based on what is happening in the screenplay? or he's, like, he's, like, like, he's credited as the story creator, but he's just, like, they were just so rushing to do it. Uh, and it's so it like uninspired. a fight to the finish? She was like, I gotta be done with it by this. Yeah. I can't pay attention to what the I, fuck so, you guys are I, doing. I think he had a deadline on it, uh, and it totally shows. It's a very, it's a very short novel. And it's very bad. There, there's very little character development. Uh, it's, it's really just empty. It's not interesting. It's not scary. It's a pathetic excuse for a book. Um, I hate Hannibal Rising. I don't think any fan of the series likes it. Uh, it's, it's bad. But um, another little interesting side note when it comes to movies is although 
they already the first movie they did was Manhunter, which is based on Red Dragon. They went ahead and did a movie called Red Dragon because they were like, oh, well, yeah. Anthony Hopkins was so famous, uh, infamous as as Hannibal Lecter uh, that they wanted to do it all over again with him as Hannibal Lecter, as opposed to Manhunter, where we had uh, the great Brian Cox as uh, Hannibal Lecter, also great. Uh, but they wanted to do it all over again, so they did it all over again. They did Red Dragon. Uh, and it's not a bad movie, but it's not as effective as Manhunter, in my opinion, uh, where you had... Um, oh, God, why am I spacing on his name? Shit. I, I, it, <clears throat> the actor who plays the, the, the killer in it. Uh, shit. He's at all the conventions. He was, he was Frankenstein and Monster Squad. Why am I spacing on his name? I'm, like, I, I don't know. You're pulling to me, but I'm going to say like then Han- like Hannibal became like a a, a, a ser like a series on it like, did it became a TV show some shit it did so it, that's like another iteration of this and that's a prequel type show right I- I've never watched it I don't it is no no it is it's it's a definitely... uh, I have a see, Tom yeah. Noonan Tom Noonan is the name Tom of the Noonan. guy who played that's the killer rest in power the killer he's not um, dead. He played. He played. You know, like, like, God damn it! It was gonna drive me crazy. He, uh, he, he played uh, the the, uh, the Red Dragon Killer. Uh, so yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not allowed to watch CBS because they have a restraining order. But uh, I understand that there was a show on there that was this, like Hannibal. Was it that? I don't know where. I really don't know where it was. You no, it was called Hannibal. It was very popular. I never watched it either because I'm very anti prequel. Uh, yeah, but I heard it was great. I heard it was a very brutal, very dark, extreme horror show. Uh, it's very popular, very, very much beloved, but I've uh, by fans of the genre. But I've not watched it. Let me ask uh, you this: It's on network television now. Do you think that it's a very dark, like all those descriptors you just used, like dark horror show to people who are not whose barometers aren't already right. broken by horror? So right. if, yeah, uh, that's that, what I'm saying. Like, would we watch this and be like? Okay, that's wow. That might be the case. You know, that might be the case. Because network television is like, eh, you know, but then you get like the FX shows and, and shit like that where they can say fuck and then they'll take shit to the next, like the, the strain right. and all that right. stuff. I don't know. I just, I don't trust uh, the well, big networks. I mean, there were some network shows that went to extremes, like like Breaking Bad was a ne- uh, uh, network show. It was and an FX show. Huh? An FX show, wasn't it? No, it was. I think it was AMC. AMC. Um, that's not a network show, dude. That's cable. All right. Well, I don't know these yeah, things. Yeah. Like, no, no. Network is like ABC, CBS, NBC. Like, the networks are no, Fox. I, don't, I, I thought you meant like like regular TV as opposed to like HBO or something. That's no, 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 no. That's cable. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, on FX, no, where no, like. No, I don't know these things. I'm not trying to dress you down, dude. I'm trying to educate you. Don't, don't get excited. Uh, it's just, yeah. Like I'm they, making my lunch. Think about it like this. It's the difference between Friends and Breaking Bad. Could you imagine watching Breaking Bad after Friends came on? No. No, because I would be too busy masturbating watching Friends because Joey. <laughs> I'm glad you made a joke because I was about to like, I was about to unleash on you. So I'm getting drunk now. That's why. If you liked Friends. I watched it. You know, when I was a GP, the I... first couple episodes, but there's a couple seasons, but it is it is the I... whitest show. I know you that said has possibly yes. I'm and a... I can under and like I can, like I have, and this is true. I've never sat through an episode of Friends ever in my life. 
Never. Do you know what? Let's watch an episode of Friends live on the show together. Oh God. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to. Actually, what I want to do is get some novelizations of Friends episodes. (laughs) And then we can do it back and forth, like Chandler and Joey or Ross and Rachel. We can do the we were on a break scene. Real fast. Oh, God, you're showing me the Urkel thing again. Urkel. I'm Uh, proud of this. Look at those beautiful photos. You should be, dude. Oh. I am. I'm proud of that find. I thought that was a good find. I, I thought I really brought it to the show this you week. You really did, dude. You did. I did. I'm pretty great. Um, yeah. uh, You're right, man. You know what was a book series I wanted to bring up? Uh, was- Header by Edward Lee. Oh, yeah. I have uh, Header 3. Didn't we? Or we got those for free at KillerCon or something for special guests. Oh, I didn't get one. Oh, well, I did. Special. Um, I guess it wasn't. Oh, special. I took. I think I took yours and sold it to the. I signed it as Ed Lee and sold it back to him. <laughs> well, Heather amazingly got a film adaptation, and it's a really yeah. good one. Uh, really I good. Haven't seen it. It's... How do you, How do you find that? Where is oh, it? Oh, I, I I have the DVD. I don't know. I got it when it came out. I was so excited. I bought it sight unseen. Yeah. It's fucking Edward Lee finally had a movie. Are you kidding? Of course I bought it. Um. I wish I could find a copy of Grub Girl, which is uh, a actual full-on porno that's based on Edward Lee's Grub Girl uh, series, which started as a short story in the Hot Blood uh, anthology series. Um, but it's a full-on porno of a dead fucking hooker fucking guys in a morgue. Apparently, it's pretty grotesque. Uh, uh, Mike Lombardo shouts out has it, uh, and I wish I had it. But, uh, but no, Hedder's... Header's a great movie and it's Western a great power. book. Right. <laughs> Mike Lombardo or some power. Uh I know Header's a great book, great movie. Really one of the sickest, craziest concepts. If you are unfamiliar, I totally recommend you check it out. Um but Header Two is a novel. Uh and uh my friend Nicole, shouts out Nicole. She uh she met Edward Lee long before I, I got to meet him and like and be on panels with him with blew my which blew my mind. Uh, and she got me a copy of Header 2 when it came out in hardback, and he signed it and everything. And I was so excited. It was such a cool surprise gift that she sent me. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, But Header 2 is is kind of funny because it's just, oh, my God. Like, Edward Lee gets attacked a lot for being sexist. And this book is the best example of why he gets attacked for that. Now, I don't think the man is. But the book is so sexist and so ridiculous. And... um. You know, it's like this redneck family going up against this Italian mob family, and there are just tons of cliches and stereotypes. Um, But it's filled with some disgusting stuff, like the the rednecks take this one girl, and they make her, like, lick the snot off of the noses of cows in a field and stuff. It's so fucked up and so gross. Uh, Yeah, he does a lot of very gross things in that series. Oh, God. Um, Header 2 is one of the most hilarious horror novels i've ever read it's hilarious and it's so inappropriate and so wrong i love it i also um, want to point out that i was on a panel with ed lee as well uh and i never sure saw him so you know there we go and then header three and i was wearing my polk high shirt i know i was there i tagged yeah. myself as polk high that's the polk high shirt that i gave you that you gave I me think. i know because I, oh, I love you so much um i thank you Header three is uh, actually a collaboration. It's uh, Edward Lee with Mr. Ryan Harding, a uh, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Great guy. I'm working on a book with him right You're now. You're collaborating with it. You're the Ed Lee yeah. of that collaboration right now. If, if you want to make some kind of a 
comparison that may not make any sense. I I I guess I don't know. Uh, maybe I he, don't know. Maybe, you know what? Maybe Ryan Harding is the Edley of that collaboration. No, I think he's probably um, the Ryan Harding of, of. He might be. He might yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> shut, shut up. But yeah, he, he like he did work rest on power. Pep's three. <laughs> rest in good, power. Good Ryan luck Harding. for the rest of that. <laughs> we love you. Uh, no, Ryan's an awesome dude. But yeah, he actually uh, worked with with uh, Edley on Header Three. So there's a it's a three part series. If you like splatter fiction um if you like extreme horror that is really funny i like i can't recommend a series more highly than the the header series um but there are many other um you know horror books that had sequels and continuations you know uh right now as as we speak there's a uh there's a sequel to brian Keane's urban gothic that's coming uh, out i'm very excited it's a collaboration. That. yeah it's yeah. a collaboration. yeah Brian Keane and Brian Smith, two masters of extreme horror. The killer uh, bees. Huh? The killer bees. The killer bees. Double the Brian, double the pleasure. That's what I say. That that is what I also say. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I I, I liked uh, Urban Gothic uh, a lot. I really like that. That's one of of my favorite Keane novels with uh, Ghoul as well. Uh, But I'm very excited to read this when it comes out. Me too. Yeah, me too. Uh, hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. Oh Jesus! No, definitely not. Uh, that's that's just wrong. Uh, <laughs> I think on uh, Jack Ketchum, uh, one of his one of his most famous books, the first Jack Ketchum novel I ever read, Off Season, still one of my favorite horror novels of all time. That's uh, so fucking crazy. That book, dude. It is. Oh my god! Particularly the unexpurgated edition. Like uh, that's the one that I read because I've re- I read it read, like yeah. within the last two years and I downloaded like I got it on Kindle and I was like, oh, my God, this novel yeah, is so yeah. well, I when I first read it, it was the original release. It was like the the paperback that has the all black cover. And he uh, he had to compromise a lot to get that book put out. It's um, it, and, uh, he actually like writes a lot about it in this Kindle release that I got in the expert, and, in the about, expert yeah, about yeah. how all the shit that he had to about go about how the ending was changed, one of the characters' fates has changed, a lot of stuff had to be taken out. Uh, so yeah, I read that was the first version I, I read, and even that it's really awesome. Uh, and then years later, the unexpurgated edition, I think it's Cemetery Dance, it might have been Overlook, uh, but I think it's Cemetery Dance released it, and I, I have that in hardback, and it's like a signed edition. I have more signed edition of Robert of uh, uh, Jack Ketchum stuff than anybody else. Um, he's really, really was a huge idol to me. Um, but rest anyway, in power. Uh, rest in, uh, truly rest in power. Truly rest in power. Dallas Mayor, yeah, um, I, I love that guy. Um, excuse me, um, but he, but there was a sequel that he wrote to Off Season called Off Spring. Uh, personally, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but it's not bad either. But the funny thing is, is though, although he sold the, the movie rights to Off Season, uh, it never, so far, as of the time of this recording, was not made into a film. But Offspring was. So you had a movie based on a sequel novel, even though there was never an ori- a, a movie made of the original. How did that work out? I don't know. It just That's what they did. But then, after that, but somebody owns the rights to the first they one. They do, yes, as yeah. well. The same right. studio or a different I studio? Or have you have no idea know? who owns it, but somebody owns it. It was it was sold, but it was never made into a film. Yeah, probably some richy rich asshole that's just got it that's in his right. vault. Dry, he's right. driving down to the dry cleaners so he can play Street Fighter with all his quarters and shit. 
That's right. That's what they do. Those rich people. They play Street Fighter at the laundromat. Mm-hmm. And buy the rights, the like the the, yep. the IPs, intellectual properties to yep, things that they're never going to use. That's what the Koch brothers do. Like Lemon Party. Yep. Let <laughs> it go. I've been trying to buy that for t- for eighteen years. <laughs> We've given you offers, many offers. What else do you want? You're what do you gonna, want from us? You're a- not going to get ten grand for lemonparty.org, dude. Okay, take the seventy-five bucks I've been offering you and let me have it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I did go off on that one. You, you know, you went off on a tangent. It's okay. It's got, they got passionate. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's okay to be passionate. You know. Um, well, you know about Lemon Party, don't you? No. This will be for after the show because we're running long. Yeah, we got to we got to long it up. I want to I want to take off in a bow at the end. So (laughs) let's just let's wrap it up. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, Offspring, the movie, generated a sequel as well called The Woman. Um, Oh, that movie is bad ass, dude. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Oh, of course I've seen it. What? Who do you think you're talking to? Anyway, uh, okay. So if you haven't seen it, it's really awesome. No. It is. That movie was badass. But uh, that is a technically a sequel to the to, movie Offspring. Yeah. Uh, and like the character is the mother character of the tribe of the kids that were, you know, the cannibals and everything. Uh, and then Jack Ketchum wrote it as well with with Lucky McGee. Yeah. Uh, who he ended up collaborating a lot uh, uh, at the near like his final like years of, of writing he wrote um the secret life of dogs with it with him and everything um did, and wait, wrote, so, sam i'm sorry i'm sorry ahead. did the movie come out before he wrote the book or is it or it was kind of like it was kind of like a at the same time kind of thing oh, okay i didn't know that. i thought yeah. that the movie came out from the book no as far as it was kind of a, at the same time type of thing because uh, her name's like Annabelle something. I forget her name, but the actress who plays the woman also mm-hmm. played, you know, that character in off in um. Oh, okay. And she's the one who really pushed for to do the woman and catch him and uh, Lucky McGee, you know, wrote the story together and did the screenplay and the book like somewhat at the same time, I believe. Interesting. I haven't yeah. read the book though. You said it's good. Uh, I haven't read the book either. I haven't read the book either. Um, Interesting. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna seek it out now because now I want to know. It was kind of a little more of like a movie tie-in. It wasn't like a novel that was written and then they did a movie. It yeah. was more of a tie-in, uh, which is oh, why I didn't okay. automatically pursue it. Even though, like, I have read almost everything from Jack Ketchum. I'm kind of a collector. I'm a like I I love him. There are a few books of his that are. Very hard to find some of like the collaborations he did with Edward Lee and stuff like that that I'm still hunting down. But I have triage and I have signed copies of hardbacks of cover and hide and seek and all of his all of his uh, earlier stuff. I love him. Uh, truly rest in power. Uh, probably the greatest blurb I ever got in my life is when he uh, uh, blurbed Full Brutal on Twitter. It was one of the like I I. I I have it. I have that fucking tweet framed in my house because it was such a huge moment for me. Because I I idolize him, dude. Mm. Love him. Uh, if you haven't read, if you're listening to this and you haven't read Jack Ketchum, I'm amazed. But if you haven't, please read a book by Jack Ketchum. Pick up Off Season. Pick up Red. Pick up Hide and Seek. 
I mean, like, that, you can't go wrong. He's such a great writer. Yeah. I mean, there might be people, like, younger people who just don't know. So, yeah. So, check check out Jack Ketchum for Please absolute do. sure. Uh, and Please you know do. what? Check out this heart that I have full of love for Whoa. you and for everybody that's I thought, listening. I thought for a minute what? that you were going to, like, be do, like, a Care Bear thing. Like, you were going to take off that shirt and, like, your do chest. Do the Care Bear stare? Dude, I thought you were gonna have like that. Oh my god! I, I I thought you were gonna have like like under your shirt, you're gonna have like a big a new heart tattoo, and like and like it was gonna like glow like a moonbeam, and like fill the world with magic and marshmallows. Have this heart. Whoa! Shot, you do like, have one. Oh, yeah. but it's scary. What if I, I shot like the Cthulhu at you too? Like I just shoot Cthulhu at you from my stomach, dude. Care Bears. Like I'm just saying, I'm just trying to bring it into the segue of love and and completion. Like, uh, oh, like, like when you reach the end of a night of making, like love making, you say, you know, when you're like, well, do you have a ride or do you need me to call somebody? That's that's what I'm trying to bring us to, <laughs> to that portion of the show. <laughs> Here's a Jolly Rancher. Your Uber is on the way. <laughs> What's more romantic than that? Like what what woman doesn't melt when they hear that? Well, I mean, it's it's the 20th. Two twenties or whatever this is. So I, I, don't, I don't. The year of ultimate darkness. A year that we will always remember as the best year ever. Um, Laya. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I could continue to go on, but uh, like there's some, but, but but I think we should wrap it up. I don't think we need to go into the fact that Dolph Lundgren replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop sequels. I don't I, think we should get into that. I, I don't think that we too. need. That's so. St- crazy <laughs> i don't think we need to talk about eric stoltz's bizarre the fly too uh <laughs> i don't think we need to talk about it uh maybe, we're we, do, to, maybe we don't if but we do we're gonna have to save it for another time i don't you know like i did want to mention uh what did uh, you want to mention i wanted to mention um forgotten ones i didn't really get into this like there are some sequels that are just forgotten, like like the, these like classics, like Henry Portrait for a Serial Killer. That's a classic, and it deserves to be. That's a great movie. What uh, is it a sequel to? It's not a sequel, but it had one. It oh. had a sequel called Henry Two that is very much forgotten, and rightly so. Oh, I thought you were talking. I thought you were bringing up like notably forgotten yeah. sequels. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. They're just forgotten ones, like 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 Fright Night. Fright Night is a beloved. Um, a horror movie. It's my favorite vampire movie, as as I've mentioned when we did that show. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, by the way, side note: the novelization of Fright Night is by John Skip and Craig Spector, and it just came back into print. I have it on order. From it's, where? You can get it anywhere. You could go on Amazon, and it's cheap too. It's like ten bucks. They it just came back into print. It's been reprinted as paperback and Kindle. You can get it again, dude. Uh, but there was a Fright Night too, and it's and large. Wrote it? You skip wrote it, and I'm Craig Spector, yeah, yeah. But there was a there was a film Fright Night too, and although it starred uh, Charlie and Peter Vincent with the same actors in the roles, it's norm. It's pretty much a forgotten film, and that's because the film is kind of bland. It just never really, it never really takes off when you watch it. Um, same thing with Reanimator. M- many people love Bride Reanimator, as they should. I've mentioned before that I think that movie is just as good as the first one. It's a crazy movie. Yeah. But there's also Beyond Reanimator, which is not a bad sequel, but 
people just never mention it. They never mention Beyond Ranrider. Anyway, I could go on about these two. And I could also go on about ones what? that are sequels in name only, like Troll 2 and House 3. Like, yeah. they have nothing to do with the first ones. But we want to wrap it up. And I we, tend to go on and on and on. We have to and wrap on. it up. <clears throat> Plus, I need you to help me find this book because I'm not finding it for some reason. But <clears throat> everybody, thank you for being here and thank listening to this sequels for- episode. This is um, this is vital social issues and stuff part two. The return of the revenge. Oh, I thought we were going with the revenge of the return. Okay, never mind. All right, return <laughs> of the revenge. That's fine. The return uh, of the revenge. That makes sense. How could you have the revenge of a return? That doesn't make sense. You're right. The return of revenge. A revenge comes back again. No, not six, seven. <laughs> seven the producer's cut. The produ- yeah. That's going to be the name of this episode. Vital Social Issues stuff, part two. The Return of the Revenge, the producer's cut. <laughs> you heard it here first in that, <laughs> in that you've it. already seen the name of this episode and listened all the way to the you end. Must have. Yes, you must have. If you made it to the end, God bless you, because we just get drunk and stoned hey. and ramble, but we do it with love. We don't rant, you know. I think we're doing uh, the Lord's work, the Dark Lord's work, to some extent. But I if think you were, we're doing. I think we're doing Urkel's work. I, I could, you know, I didn't want to bring that up because I know that's a high bar to reach. It is. I aspire. But to I'm that glad house. that you brought it up because I feel like yes, we are aspiring Urkels here at, at like Vital Social Issues and stuff. If we could be half as informative and interesting and, and charming. Hmm? And witty, so and witty. as witty as Urkel. I mean, you know, like maybe one day there'll be a vital social issues and stuff, super cool guide to success. Maybe, but we have to be successful first. Ghost written by by Jalal White, who the plays Ur- Urkel. No, we've actually yanked the real Urkel out of another uh, out universe. Of the, like, out of the fictional dimension, yes. Yeah. But you know what? The book will be written by Steve Urkel, dedicated to Jalal White. Yeah, it will. And also, we'll bring an Alf to punch to punch up. Yes. I like Alf, and I want to party with him. So if we're pulling yeah. people out of the fictional, I want to pull out Alf, too. Might as well pull out Alf. Way better than pulling That's out. That's Might as well pull out, comma, Might Alf. Might as well pull out Alf. Way better than pulling out Kel Bundy. If Kelly Bundy uh, was to bang. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, uh, re- welcome to Social Issues. <laughs> Welcome to Social Issues and Stuff with Alf and Steve Urkel. I am, of course, Steve Urkel. With me, as always, is Alf. Alf, uh, Check check us out at uh, alfandurkel.com every Thursday. Check out our our thing. You can check me out at Alf uh, Cat Eater. (laughs) Yes, that cat. Coyote Uh, Alf. And your coyote. No, your coyote Urkel. At Coyote Urkel. Check us out and uh, thank you. And, you know, and here's to part two. Here's to part two to sequels everywhere. God bless. We raise our glasses to sequels everywhere, but not to prequels who can suck our dicks. Thank you and good night. Thank you.